0: In 2019, myself and Arnie Toman set out to break Ed Bolian's standing cannonball record of 28 hours and 50 minutes. We did so with a time of 27 hours and 25 minutes. There were a number of other teams that had been competing and chasing Ed's record, but we were the first ones to break that record of uh, six years standing. One of the teams that was preparing to try to beat the record was what we now know as the Boston Brawlers. It was a team of guys from, of course, Boston who were building an Audi S8 Plus. Now, their car wasn't ready until early 2020, and it wasn't ready until the COVID pandemic happened. So they went out in mid April, and their time was 26 hours and 43 minutes. They were hoping to beat our record, but unfortunately, another team who is anonymous went out before them and set a time of 26 hours and 38 minutes. So they were five minutes shy of this new record. Not to be undone, they went out again later in May of 2020 and set a time of 26 hours and 30 minutes. Unfortunately for them, Arnie and I had already gone back out to reclaim our record in our Audi S6 and set a time which still stands of 25 hours and 39 minutes. They really, really wanted to beat the record though and after two unsuccessful attempts, they sold their Audi S8 and bought a BMW M5, loaded it up with fuel, found a new third driver, and went out and set a time of 25 hours and 57 minutes. They were just 16 minutes short. However, they had had substantial delays along the way, including a 40-minute delay for an accident in uh, Nevada and a 60-mile detour in California because of a hostage situation on the 15 South. So they probably, not probably, they would have beaten our record had they not had such incredible bad luck. So this is the story and the interview of what I have determined to be the most formidable yet unluckiest team in modern cannonball history the boston brawlers welcome back to switchcast live thank you for joining us i'm your host doug tabbitt founder of switchcars and two-time overall cannonball run record holder Each week, we'll have a new guest co-host, and we'll be answering your questions. And uh, if you want to call in live or post your questions in the comment flow, we'll be happy to answer them as we go on the show. Tonight, my guests are all the way from Boston. That's right. Land of Tom Brady and baked beans. They are known as the Boston Brawlers. They are the second fastest cannonball team of all time. Although I guess they're the fastest by average speed, but they do not have the fastest overall time. I said on my Instagram post, they are the most formidable yet unluckiest cannonball team probably <laughs> in history. They ran three times in 2020, three sub-26-hour times, one sub-25-hour time.
1: one Three sub-27, one sub-26. Su-
0: thank you. <laughs> 2 sub 27 hour times 1 sub 26 hour time yet never managed to hold an overall record really they were 5 f- minutes short yeah this is going to be a, <laughs> this is going to be a fun discussion so with me tonight is Chris <laughs> Benvy and Chris Durden uh, that'll be real exciting and, and confusing for people listening to the audio version <laughs> later um do you guys have like pet nicknames or something or are you just I chris just and go, Chris?
2: my last name yeah, and, yeah. It, we've been doing that since we were in like what second grade yeah. all right
0: all right ben v and durden we'll, we'll try to do that so anyway all you guys need to know is they're chris and chris and they are uh two of the the fastest cannonballers in history um so, Chris, Chris, thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for having us. Uh, they yeah, came out from us. Boston this morning. <clears throat> and uh, why don't we just start? Tell us a little bit about each of yourselves and your cannonball <clears throat> team for the, the three different attempts. Sure. Uh, so,
2: um, Chris Dearden, and uh, we have Chris Benvy and uh, we did three attempts in 2020. Um, we started planning our first attempt uh, long before COVID in 2019. We kind of always... <clears throat> I think since Alex Roy's book came out, always thought about doing a cannonball run. And uh, we started planning it in earnest in 2019, not knowing COVID was going to happen, obviously
0: uh, not knowing Doug and Arnie was going to happen. Not knowing Doug and Arnie <laughs> I mean, was going to happen. We, yeah. when we started planning, we started it was planning. Ed, it was Ed, Ed, Ed yep. signed
2: 2850. <clears throat> Uh, We made all the plans for it, and the weekend we bought an Audi S8 Plus to do it, uh, you broke the record and totally (laughs) ruined our plan. So thank you. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) Uh,
2: So our initial plan was to do it in um, October of 2020, not knowing COVID was going to happen. We're going to do a dry run in uh, April of 2020, (coughs) and then COVID shut the world down. And uh, we had uh, our first run. We had Matt Fried was our co-driver and then uh second run we tried it again with Sam Lurie as a c co-driver and then we tried it again and our original uh, time we tried we wanted for in uh Columbus Day weekend of twenty twenty with uh Safi and um yeah. Yeah um
1: man hearing that just kinda Yeah know it's really every depressing, time it's really we, depressing yeah, every time every time we out. talk about it it just gets a little uh it hurts a little more but yeah. uh I'm Chris Benvy. Um Chris and I have been friends since we were little kids. And we've done all kinds of stupid car stuff together for a very long time Mm -hmm. um this these things are probably the stupidest uh least fun but sort of most fulfilling i think when you're trying to check the car guy boxes to do stuff it's definitely a bucket list yeah it's really changed my perspective on the automotive community and the different factions of it yeah um i'm in the car business i work for a, a large dealer group in the boston area And, um, you know, for me, like I'm a car guy and I, uh, again, I feel like it's the ultimate car guy thing, ultimate car guy road trip to do and to do it with your best friend and to do it with your other best friends as well. I mean, we're all very close. We're all very good friends. We've all uh, have something going in the automotive world. And, uh, it's a hell of an accomplishment. still sucks to be the first loser, uh, second loser, third loser, whatever whatever it is I think each time. All of the above. Yeah. All of the above, right? Um, <laughs> I think we're second,
2: third, and fifth
0: loser. Yeah. Yeah. Is that officially exactly yeah. yeah. what it is? O- official uh, times. Something yeah. like that.
1: Um, so it's just, uh, it's, it's extremely frustrating. Um, but I guess, you know, we've become very friendly um, since all of this. And it's kind of nice to have a camaraderie and um, being able to banter back and forth with you and Arnie, knowing that, you know, we're really fighting with you guys, you know, for for you know a year to break a record that you guys had multiple times. Um, but it's really great to you know uh, be welcome into this uh, fraternity of lunatics, as as everyone yeah. calls it, and uh, become friendly with you and Arnie. It's been great. Yeah. yeah. Well, you great. guys
0: have certainly earned your place, um, both in driving and in attitude. Um, we're all a little bit crazy, and to expect people within the fraternity of lunatics to be selfless and and men of good character is is asking a lot for people who (laughs) deliberately set out to uh i guess as richard rawlings boils it down to sticking a finger to the man but um yeah it's it's a lot to ask for for people of good character in a community of people who are notorious scofflaws (laughs) uh what is Brock Gates called a a, a clandestine sporting event of dubious legality <laughs> I like that right I like how they. were so up. but you guys <laughs> have shown yourselves to be to be uh good characters and you obviously know how to drive and know how to plan a run and you're not afraid to throw a lot of money in a run either. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm, I'm my wife's watching of so Alex Roy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benve, can you move the mic like this side a little bit? Because you're looking. Yeah, you're looking. But then at me, they can't so see my wanna... face. Okay, that's, that's like, fine. That, that's this this good. This good? Yeah, something this like better? that. Just get it, get okay. it close. All so right. my producer was was annoying. Oh, he said, "Never mind. You're on mic it, now." Is anyway. this better? Yeah um uh, so if if uh, if you the viewers would like to join us you can do so in two ways you can call in live 216-294-4124 and you can be on air uh with some of the fastest cannonballers ever uh or you can <clears throat> comment in the flow of wherever you're watching live youtube or facebook and we'll be happy to answer your questions on air here and we have we have a lot lined up to go we have a lot of fun discussion here tonight so um What do you guys uh, cannonball aside? uh, You mentioned you're in the car business. Sure. What do you guys do when you're not cannonballing? What do you do to pay for cannonballing?
1: Um, You want me to go first on that? You can go first. Okay. Um, So I work for McGovern Automotive Group. Uh, We're a twenty. Dealership group in the uh, Northeast. We've got um, a couple dealerships on Long Island and a couple, a lot of dealerships in the Boston area. Um, some of them are exotic car dealerships. Some of them are domestic, import, foreign. Um, I'm the director of marketing for that group. Um, most of, sorry, all of the digital marketing goes through me and our um, our partner Octane Marketing, um, and then I handle. Uh, a good amount of some of our exotic car and sports car purchasing for some of the, mm-hmm. f- some of our stores in the group there too, um, amongst a long list of other things that uh, you know the owner and I uh, tend to work on for projects. And before that, I was with um, AutoTrader.com and Kelly Blue Book uh, for twelve years. Okay, so yeah,
0: all right. Uh, people always, the the saying goes that if you. Uh, love your job you never work in it a day in your life and you're in quote unquote the dream industry right all car guys want to work in the exotic car business can you speak to the the truth or falsity of that statement um honestly
1: it really desensitizes you um, I know that sounds like like almost like uh, pompous to say and that's I'm not trying to be it's just when you're dealing with these things all the time and you watch what they trade for what they sell for, what you lose on, what you make on, and some of the people that purchase them and you become friends with them or you're not friends with them. Um, Like (laughs) I'm perpetual through cars. I'm like a car every six to eight months for a fun car. And, you know, I just get bored very easily because I always kind of know what the next thing is and what I want to get next and what I want to do next. Um, So, yeah, it's a dream job in the sense that you get to play with toys, right? You get to purchase them, sell them. um, But it's I don't know. Uh, it all—it's. I don't want to say it's ruined it for me, um, but I see the world differently. Like I sure. much prefer getting in a two 2000- thousand. 12 Volkswagen Jetta wagon and, you know, driving it across the country with a bunch of you crazy <laughs> lunatics, you know, I'd rather do that than get in a Ferrari and, you know, sit at a car show and people ask me how much money I make and how much money the car costs. Like, that's just not fun right. anymore. What's the gas know? mileage? Yeah. What did just, you do to afford this? It's just this? not fun anymore, yeah, you know? Sure. And, and, and that's not a knock on people. It's just, I prefer to get in the car and drive. So, right. Yeah. Right.
2: It's, yeah. Okay. Durden? <clears throat> My my life story is a lot less jaded and a lot more boring, I guess uh, I'm not in the car business. I used to, so I went to undergrad to be a mechanical engineer. I worked for Goodyear tires for a couple of years um, decided. I did not want to be an automotive engineer anymore. And I uh, went <laughs> back to school and become a lawyer. And uh, I, the rest is kind of history. That's got nothing in the car business.
0: I I did the same thing so I went to engineering school it Mm -hmm. only took me about four months to figure out I didn't want to be an engineer anymore (laughs) although anymore was a generous term because it was very far from becoming one I was still in the 101 classes but yeah it just (laughs) it it didn't do it for me so yeah Uh, by the way if um, uh, Durden you can tell is from Boston so if anyone needs a translator I'll be able to help um, Benvy has been working on his non-regional diction, so you can't tell that he's from there. But. I,
1: uh it, It'll as I get it'll a, come out it, <laughs> as Don't as worry. the show goes on and I uh, become more exhausted. You will you will hear it. <laughs> it, it. I'm not drinking this evening, so if I was doing that, you could not understand Dropping me in the side Right, right, right. Uh, right. Uh, so Bob, that was
0: a wicked good run we had. there, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, Chris from California is on. He has some question about your uh, your interviews on Tedward, which is um, oh, okay. uh, another podcast you guys are on, another guy from Boston. Good show. Uh, Chris, you're on with uh, Chris and Chris. This oh, is going to get real interesting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris.
3: Uh, Doug, you're the outlier now.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I'm okay with that. Always <clears throat> have been. <laughs>
3: Um, hey, guys, I'm uh, big fans of uh, the runs you guys done. I've watched, you know, all the interviews and everything. Thank you. Um, my question is based around something you touched on in the Tedward interview. Um, and so I kind of think that it's about the next generation or, you know, the next phase of <coughs> uh, what cannonballing is, where, you know, when it started, it was, or, you know, in the sense of cars, it started with two guys in a, you know, a Camaro, a Corvette, Ferrari, whatever, just booking it then sort of Alex Roy took it into the having a, you know, a command center where everyone's watching weather, traffic, stuff like that, spotters, and now there's, you know, guys doing that with a full team on board, you know, 30, 40 spotters across the country, and you talked about how the only way to get to the next phase is a Porsche Turbo S, two guys in it who are, you know, dedicated to the cause, and then a full command center off-site. And I was just kind of wondering if you could sort of expand on that and how that is sort of the way that the, the the record-breaking runs at least will be headed
2: sure um, so first off shout out to Tedward Tedward was our uh, kind of fourth member in all three of our runs uh, in the first run he, he, he thought he was just gonna document and uh, you know Matt Freed got sick he was our fir- uh, third driver on the first one uh, we had to drop him off in Arizona which is another completely off-the-cuff story but wild uh, wild story <laughs> but uh so it was just two of us in the car chris and i from essentially almost the arizona and new mexico border to california and we at that time we were still we still thought we had a shot at the record so we we were going to go full out from then on but it was it was just too right. much work just the two of us in the car uh i was i was driving chris was in the passenger seat at that point and i was asking him for you know what's my split what what speed do we need to you know, maintain to, like break the record like you know, have you heard anything from spotters? It was just too much, and so we kind of phoned Tedward and said, like, "Hey, I know you're just kind of watching and you're documenting, but we need some. We need you to be involved in the thing that you're documenting." And he he stepped up huge and was kind of our command center for the last part of the run. And then after that, we decided that like that went so well that we should have a permanent command center, and it should be Tedward <coughs> and a couple people uh, yeah. that were were there and that went really well our second and third runs we had a <laughs> command center we were on the phone with tedward and some other people the entire run and it got to the point where like the person in the back seat whose original job on our first run was to talk to the spotters like go over splits uh scout gut ga- gas stops and that type of stuff where that now was being offloaded to remotely yeah to the the, the command center mm-hmm. um and so the person in the back not that they didn't have much to do, but it was a much lower uh, workload than we originally thought going into it. And you know, once you don't need a third person, that opens up a whole new category of cars. Um, you know, yeah. you can have a two seater car. Do you think the two seaters are actually better though? Well, you know, to that point,
1: I think the two seat cars. You know, throw it out the window. Everyone's like, oh, well, it's not as incognito as a you know as as a sedan. It's like, well, at those speeds. And at the things you need to do to break what is the current record, you're going to get noticed anyway. Right <laughs> now, you're not gonna do it in a bright red Ferrari. Like, come on. Like, that's, that's just silly. Right. You want a yeah. dark colored car or just like a, something that, some that blends in as much as you possibly can. And without like giving away the blueprint, you know, at this point, Doug and Arnie have figured out a big German sedan is the fastest way to go. So, so have we, but what can you do to go faster? You need to go faster okay. in the turns right you need to have a car that can go and still those maintain those f- those fast high speeds so you know i mean we sit in this awesome beautiful showroom of Doug's with all of these porsche 911s all around so i think that's why chris and i have always been like oh like that's probably the ultimate car but there's all kinds of fuel issues and there, there's lots of issues that you that you may lose some stuff with so again right. we, we we don't have any plan to do this again but like when we've talked about it debriefing it we're like that kind of looks like the only way to move forward uh in our opinion sure
0: yeah. there's like I, it, go ahead Yeah.
2: so way it kind of boils down there's three sections to the run you have the section from leaving new york city <laughs> through the appalachians in pennsylvania where it's kind of twisty turny then you have it's flat and straight until colorado and then it's kind of twisty turny from there to the end and uh you know you you've basically maxed out the the speed and i think we did too we were we had very similar times getting into denver through that first flat yeah we both
0: averaged around 121 miles an hour to denver
2: so i think you know if you're going to make up there's no faster you can go so cars only go so quick well there is yeah well i mean yeah but like it's
0: (laughs) e63 would have gone faster but yeah
2: okay it, once you hit like 180, like and hold that for hours and hours and hours, yep. there's not much you're gonna gain. I think the real gain is going to be from handling in the the, the twisty <clears> part through <throat> Colorado through the end, and the S8 <clears throat> plus that we had, it was a great car, but I, it really was not up to like the handling bit. We lost a lot of time, right? Probably where, to you and the, mean, with, the with corners, all
0: due so. respect, no. With a, no, uh, I'm just gonna toot my own horn here. I called that. I was so uh, I mean, Matt Free. Yeah, you, you mentioned told me that. that you, you said
1: that car's too fat. Yeah, th- yeah. the car's
0: too heavy, and you, you guys had like three hundred gallons of fuel in the trunk, in a six thousand pound, you know, sedan that would have qualified for accelerated depreciation under IRS rules, right? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> dude, true, this train—that's not—it's not, not going to work. It's, and you guys went for the M5 later, but I, I think that's where Arnie and I had the edge, is we had the lighter, <clears throat> more nimble. Yeah, and sedans it, and less fuel
1: but remember when we first set out to do this we bought the car the record was 2850 yeah, and you, we did it in 2629 in that car
0: it made
2: sense sure until yeah. you came along yeah, until you, kinda, you, showed up. you completely ruined that yeah, plan thank you. appreciate that <laughs> you and arnie. arnie i presume arnie's watching so thanks Arnie. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, without giving away people's plans, what's that? I said, I've ruined a lot of people's (laughs) plans. You
1: don't say, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, Chris, that's a great question. Um, you're not the first person that's asked it. Um, and again, without giving away the blueprint, that's kind of our reasoning behind it.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. And, uh, Doug, do you mind if I ask a follow-up based on response?
1: Yep.
0: Yep.
3: Okay. Uh, So you, I mean, you talk about, uh, handling and how the, the, the future of it is going to be a sort of car that handles better than a land yacht um, did you find yourself when you're in those the first and third sections where it was twisty do you find yourself acceler- or, uh, sorry um, decelerating braking or just coasting through some of these turns or um, did you just feel like you couldn't push the acceleration or you know keep maintain that speed because of the turns on the highways
0: um, the no not because of the turns the s6, definitely showed its limitations compared to the e63 the brakes weren't as good we couldn't maintain as high cruising speeds and the car just overall wasn't as confident i think part of that was that we didn't have our first choice in tires mm. uh we were using <coughs> continentals instead of the michelin pilot 4s's but the e63 was a far superior car and i don't think at any point we were backing off because we thought it wasn't okay. up to the task i mean w- mm. when When we went through Colorado, that all but dashed our record hopes. We were down to like 101 average in Colorado, and we knew that we would lose time going west, and we didn't think we were going to be able to pull it off. And Arnie just – he got something in his his eyes that was scary, and he was going through Utah like a madman, and Utah – is not flat and straight. There's a lot of undulations that you don't really see. And major cliffs. Yeah, and they will, like, we got air once, and we had slowed down to 120, and we got air. So We know that spot. Yeah, Yeah. it it was kind of sketchy. And I was a little bit nervous, but the car handled it. The car proved that it was made to handle, even with the extra fuel, all the passengers, all the weight. That's the beauty of those, quote-unquote, heavy, german sedans they're made for the autobahn they're made for the handling and i think arnie picked the perfect mix of a car that was agile with one that was built to handle a certain amount of weight so i don't think at any point we found ourselves backing down because the car had run out of capability i think we feel the same way about the m5 was that you know yeah. it was so
1: much more agile it was also a lot thirstier um but it <laughs> six was six and a half oh miles ago gosh. <laughs> um but like you know with ceramic brakes and the tune that the car had and everything that yeah. Safi did to make that Safi and Bren tuning as well like these guys built that car like perfectly until you know it wasn't perfect but perfectly yeah. like for what we were doing so similar the E63 it was a better tool of a sedan than the s6 or the s8 right. and you know no no knock to audi i mean they built an awesome car it, it's they've got you know three of the fastest two of the three fastest times in the country
0: right so, four of the six i think okay, yeah i think you're right yeah yeah so, right. yeah yeah I, I don't think that's because audi no makes a better car it just happened to happen that yeah, way right and uh, you, yeah. when you're looking at numbers
1: you're saying okay this pencils and that's why yeah. I think that's why we all chose them. Sure, <clears throat> and, sure, and they were available.
4: <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, availability yeah. is a big one. They were know? not wrecked. <laughs> yeah, the these these cars like we didn't own these cars. These weren't cars that we just had and we're just like oh we're just going to soup up. We oh, went out and bought we, them. we went out and bought these cars. Yeah. So it was finding the right car, the availability in the right time that checked all the boxes, or at least as many of them as as we could.
0: Yeah. All right, Chris. Thank you for the call. Thank oh. you for being yeah. on and for your questions. Um, <coughs> other courses you're still here so please don't uh please don't leave um yeah uh from our producer's dad doug all right we got namesakes here (laughs) uh have either of you ever had any racing training before your cannonball attempts um yes limited um but
1: multiple track days multiple autocrosses um, nothing competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, um, there's a group, um, Apex driving events, this guys named Dan Bloom. I think I introduced you to him on a GT3 deal or yes. something. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, I've been to multiple of his days. Um, and then when we were younger, we did out in, uh, Devins, Fort Devon's mass and air, they would do multiple, um, uh, autocross days out there too. And, um, you know, I, when I was with Dan at Apex, it was always in one of my R8s, Um, So, again, a different type of car to do this in, but from a, you know, knowing how to weight transfer a car, knowing, you know, what you need to do from a braking perspective to avoid things, so on and so forth, not to upset the car in the wrong place. um, Those are all things that I learned working with Dan and his instructors at Apex or from when I was younger doing some of the autocross stuff in Taurus SHOs
0: the principles are all the same yeah right man. so the only thing that changes is throttle on oversteer yeah other than that it's it's pretty much all right. the same I used to side note I used to get annoyed when people would talk about like the front wheel drive line versus the all-wheel drive line through a corner <clears> on a track and I'm like bro it's it's grip and it's weight transfer it's yeah, all it like, is
1: how do you t- how do you throw it into a? Cr- and my wife last uh, me she's like why did you take that on-ramp or off-ramp like that and I'm like Well, if I didn't, the car would have been upset and you would have been wondering why I did what I did then, you know, so right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Durden?
2: Same, like when I was young, we went to a couple of track days, autocrosses. um, I raced go-karts for a couple of years, somewhat like Mm -hmm. semi-competitively when I lived in Buffalo during my tire days. Uh, (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, I mean, that and just driving high performance cars my whole life. You know, we've, you know, we had a SHO. I had a BMW E thirty uh, when I was young and did an engine swap on that. So that what gen
0: SHO? I had,
1: had I had four second gens. Okay. In high school and college. So
0: like 93, 94? Yeah, I had a 92 yes. and 90 f- They're awful. Four yes. and 95. F- shut it. Shut it. They're, They're awful guys. Shut it. Nope. And nope.
1: I, and then I moved into uh, like uh, SN95 Cobras and then just yeah, kind of continued. Yeah, awful guys. Yeah. Uh. Can you
0: mute your microphone? <laughs> but so,
1: yeah. But his, I mean, but, but to Chris's point, you know, Chris's E30s, he's got a few of them. They're all... Pretty awesome, and you know the SHO did not ha- hold a a candle to that, but they were faster. No. No. Particularly, oh, dude, the particularly the one that you did terrible run. on them.
2: Yeah. The one that you had that didn't run, that was not fast That was amazing. not great. No. You know, that,
0: yeah, yeah that was bad. they were cool cars. They were that engine for what they were. That engine is amazing in any other car, be yeah, car. The, engine, to
2: be. the engine deserved better yeah, yeah. It was I, i've to seen
0: be. some guys put the yamaha motor in cobra kit cars yes. i think that would be a yes. absolute hoot. yeah that would be, be and awesome. then a couple guys put them in the they did what three of the the festiva the show guns yeah right. jay Drive. leno had yep. one yep yeah. he yep i saw i think it was his i saw um, a trucker was delivering a car to me one time and there was a Festiva Shogun on the top rack, and I just I lost my crap, and the trucker was probably really confused because he's unloading a Ferrari for me. I'm like, look at that, look at that Festiva! Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's oh great. my goodness! Uh, I think that's it's a really important question, right? So it's it, um Brock Yates, who is I guess the 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 father of. Cannonball, as we know it, I don't want to say modern Cannonball, but if if you look at the early era of Irwin Cannonball Baker, and then you know the races that started with Brock Yates, I I think that's kind of the first part of modern Cannonball. He was very strict about who he would allow mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. run with him, and smart you either it had to have an SCCA or a NASA license or have proven credentialed racing experience, right. You couldn't just come out and say, yeah, I know how to drive. He yeah, was, yeah. I can afford
1: a car, I'm going to drive it. I mean, look, yeah. how, how, that doesn't always end well.
0: Right, because <laughs> he, first and foremost, was not about a race. It was about proving a point that fast drivers in capable cars, or sorry, capable drivers in capable cars could drive fast safely right. across the country because the highway system was built for higher speeds but we were enforcing speed limits on a lowest common denominator type of mentality. And he was advocating for a special license for people that had different training and all that. So uh, I think that's a really important question, especially as we have the new era of Cannonball, where there's, there's no rules, there's no sanctioning body, there's no race, anybody can just go out and do it. Which, but which is kind of scary it, yeah exactly yeah, it is <clears throat> exactly uh, because anybody can go out and kill themselves or kill somebody else and not do it in the original spirit in which it was intended and <clears throat> besmirch the name right. and the legacy for everybody right and you know you asked ask the ask question about did we have i mean
1: safi probably has the most the uh, hundreds of track days tom yeah probably hundreds of track days. Yep. Sam, tons of autocross. Matt, tons of autocross. And unfortunately, Matt never got a chance to drive. Right. <laughs> I think he might actually call it, which would be great. He's
0: actually on hold oh, right now. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, no. That's perfect. Matt. Uh, Matt. Matt. Matt, Matt Freed, um, the guy who initially was my contact to, to your team. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you are on with your team.
4: Well,
5: hey, hey, hey,
0: fellas. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going?
5: Uh, you know, bars. Doing bar things, and I figured I'd uh, say hello.
0: Well, welcome. What's the name of Hi. your bar, Matt?
5: It's called Idle Hour.
0: Idle Hour. Awesome. Yeah. It's, in, it's in Quincy, Massachusetts. In Quincy, Massachusetts. Anybody up in that hood, stop by for yeah, a free come drink. Say
5: hello. Join us, for a, join
0: us for a Chardonnay sometime. <laughs> Who was going to say that? Chardonnay? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How about a Narragansett? for Beer? Allagash? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We have that. Do you have a baked bean-infused Manhattan?
5: I, for you, absolutely. <laughs> you tell me, you are coming. I will make sure there's a baked bean-infused Manhattan. Ever, ever the salesman. <laughs> ever.
0: How are those Red Sox? <laughs> uh,
5: I don't really pay much attention to the sports ball. <laughs>
0: Just the cannonball.
5: cannonball. Cannonball is much more interesting than, uh, you know, any yeah. sports ball game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, Matt, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to bring this up, but uh, you made it two thirds of the way across the country on the first run.
5: Did I? Did I make it that far? Yeah, it was that yeah, far. you yes. did.
0: Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. And they dumped you oh. off to a spotter.
5: <laughs> yeah, I got dumped off to our buddy Rafal, who thankfully picked me up in the middle of nowhere, and then proceeded to drive the most unbelievable roads that exist in Arizona. But uh. I didn't know they existed and just made me even more sick.
0: (laughs) Ah, that's a terrible feeling. I I have to empathize with you a, a bit because I can go out, I can slide a car around. I can, I've made other people sick for some odd reason. I can sit in binoculars for hours and not get sick. But there's, if I'm sitting passenger with the wrong person for 12 seconds, I get motion sick. And it's it's all over. So I totally empathize with you there because I just well, I I pretty much always have to be driving or riding with Arnie, or I get sick.
5: What's crazy about it is I've been passenger with Chris and Chris a million times over, and it was never an issue. Somehow, if he came one on this, so
0: I think it was the S eight. They chose a boat. You hey,
5: know, let's blame Audi.
1: Yeah, you know, you know what I think it was, Matt. Um, you know, he has some equilibrium things, but it's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. And at, But we have never actually done that rate of speed in those type of turns at that time of day with the lights and all that kind of stuff. And he was in the back seat. And I don't even think we were two hours in. He goes, hey, you got to slow down. I go, uh, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> uh,
5: uh, actually, I did, in my defense, I never told you to slow down. Durden said slow down so I could puke out the window. Oh, uh, that's what it was. Don't slow down. Did uh, you puke?
1: <laughs> oh, he <you> did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah multiple. Like times. What what rate down. of speed? Oh, at least
0: 150. Is that a record? <laughs> Mark it. Spence, have you puked uh, at a faster rate of speed? We were, we were on the
5: side of the freeway when I puked. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: okay, zero miles an hour. Uh, but I, but I will say, Matt. If anybody's
5: gone, if anybody's vomited faster than me.
4: They did it in, like, an F-16. Yeah. No <laughs> that, that's done it. That, so so <laughs> on the
1: ground. <laughs> I, I will say, though, Matt was a trooper, and he did everything. He was trying to take Dramamine, trying to drink water, and trying to, like, we put him in the front seat to see if that would help. And we gave him multiple options <laughs> to get out. We probably should have told him to get out. We gave him multiple <laughs> options to get out, and he stuck it out until we lost the air conditioning. That yeah, was the that, final straw. Yeah,
5: that was the killer. Oh.
1: Yeah. The, uh, we, we, had something hit, we had something hit the front of the car in Texas. On yeah. the first run, so it's south the first yep. run, yeah. And it came up and it hit the car, and I'm like, "Man, it got hot in here." I thought we had the AC on, and I like I hit the button, and it like lit up and lit off. I'm like, oh, "What's going on? That's weird." Well, turns out when we stopped for fuel at our next fuel stop, there was a gigantic hole, and the AC condenser was missing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. it, so it, shortly thereafter, we just made the call. Hey, Rafal, who is was one of our spotters in that area, that lives in Arizona. We said, "Hey." when we see him we're pulling over you're getting out poor matt i don't think the door was shut and we were just gone we didn't stop we yeah. just
2: kind of pushed him out of I, moving I car I rolled in the moving car <laughs> about five
1: miles an hour. Yeah.
2: in the middle of the desert yeah we're just like goodbye <laughs>
1: and, and rafal came along shortly thereafter and scooped him up
0: <laughs> so none of you were in the military <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah. And,
1: and it's tough right because like you know it, it's it's tough to see you know one of your best friends who's Invested in this and has been a part of this. And, you know, with COVID, with everything going on, Matt being a restaurant owner, like it wasn't the best time for him. And we felt, and we still feel, you know, awful that, you know, he wasn't able to complete it with us. Yeah. It, um, actually,
5: it actually was the best time, go figure, because I haven't had a day off since. Yeah, that's, <laughs> true. that's true. That's a good point. That's
1: a good point. Uh, it's-
5: I was. I was a spotter on the second run. Yep. And I think I was away from the restaurant for 18 hours.
1: Yeah, he flew to he flew to Denver, spotted for us, flew back home, and went, went oh
5: back to work. Oh my
0: goodness! Yeah. Oh my you goodness. Uh, yeah. So no idle hours for you.
5: None whatsoever. Well played.
2: Well
0: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I like it. this out. Uh, that's um, good. Is that in front of your face, maybe? Probably maybe not over here. Um. Anyway, I I did have a question. Oh, okay. So. You guys, on that run, you had to ditch a spotter because of uh, uh, equilibrium issues. Yes. You had, on that run, you had two tickets in the same state, right? In Missouri. Right. Two right.
1: pullovers in the same two state. Two pullovers.
0: One, one, ticket. one ticket. One ticket. You lost your air conditioner. Yes. And we were And you lucky. were five, five minutes, minutes short of a team that jumped in their daddy's car, strapped <sighs> marine fuel tanks, and just decided to go for it. He's like, really I'm mad no, I, wow. I'm just saying just the the all that to preface. How does that make you feel? Like I feel bad. that for B- you. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm absolutely. i trying to give everybody else an idea it's of awful. like uh, yeah. entering into your world of how much work you put into this. Yeah, it's, um, but again, we had never you were five minutes short,
1: you know, we had never done it before, yeah. right?
0: So the fa- like we had done
1: plenty of road rallies and that kind of stuff, but this doesn't compare. So we didn't really know what we were in for. Yeah. We just were gonna go out and see what happened. I shouldn't say that because we really were overprepared. But we went out to see if we could make it work. Um, but yeah, it's dejecting. We
2: we execute so on our first run, the execution was the worst of the three runs. Like but we just, learned a lot. We learned sure. we yeah. learned so much. But uh, you could tell it was our first run. Like I like some of like fuel stops, you could put like yakety sacks on as we're like running around <laughs> with like the, the fuel holes. Like uh, it was it was bad. Like not really efficient. Like fuel don't, stops. Don't and,
5: forget. Don't forget putting on
1: gloves because COVID. Yeah, because we <laughs> thought we we thought we were going to get
2: COVID from the uh, gas pumps because at that point we didn't know. Yeah, he he's putting on gloves. He cut his finger open. Oh, I sliced bleeding. my. I'm bleeding he's everywhere. Bleeding everywhere. Yeah. So did yeah. you, did you sanitize no, your credit card out. before swiping uh, in? Oh, oh yeah, it was it was it's, not. It was, it was, it was pretty bad. We went nightmare. we went to the wrong gas station. We got yep. it out at the gas station. We went to the wrong one.
1: Yeah, no 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 ninety three. Yeah. yeah, it was just awful.
2: <laughs> it, we it was so many. It was very looking back. We had hour. Yeah, it was such a... That was our best opportunity, I think, to break the record. And the that that is the run I look at, and we're like, oh, my God. like th- We should have been in the 24s if we did everything we did on the third run on the first run. But sure. clearly... Like, but you just didn't You, know, a, you don't know. It's a, definitely an experience thing. Th- and there's a learning curve. Oh, absolutely. Not absolutely. everybody
0: can be at <laughs> Bullion and, and do it on their first no, try. No, right? no, no. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cannonball has a ton of what-ifs on both sides, right? So I look back, even though we have the record, I look back with dissatisfaction on a whole lot of things over all sorts of runs, saying we could have done that better, things could have gone better, you know, my planning errors that you guys capitalized on, that probably cost us an hour. I mean, just all sorts of things like that. But for every one like that, there's a counter as well. Because there's a what if. What if we got pulled over? What if we were five minutes faster? There would have been a traffic jam. <laughs> there would have been this, that. Like, you guys almost hit a deer, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, that was on, you the, missed th- it. on the last one. It was caught on the dash cam. We missed it by 100 yards, maybe. Right. Yeah.
0: So every that single thing that? like that.
2: What's that? What was that, Matt?
5: So I was just saying that deer had it coming. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah we, yeah, we saw it on the... We had a thermal camera in the car. We just saw it and all of a sudden... Like, I was in the front seat. I think Safi was driving. Yeah. And Safi and I just go, ah! And that was it. It was yeah. over in yeah. like a split second. It was... And uh, the deer just got out of the way. Yeah, we all checked our pants and then we, we, we <laughs> continued on. As all those time for <laughs> Checked your
0: catheters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, all of us have those runs and some of us come out with a number and some of us don't. And that's just... That is yeah. the way it is, right? right? Like, there's... There's runs that we've done that we could have... uh, Runs. There's a run that we've done that we could have said, well, we could have done 24. You know, what if the E63 didn't get wrecked? What if... What if we had built a clone of the E63 instead of the Audi and gone sooner? What if, what if, what if? What if we had left Friday instead of Saturday? Yeah, right. Right? And ultimately, it just comes down to where the chips fall. Yeah. And that's not even planning or anything. That's just... I've been watching all these documentaries on mountain climbers, and they keep talking about the mountain kind of as this organism and how you're, like, fighting against it and how it's out to kill you. And Cannonball's kind of like that, right? It's it's true. It just deals you these things to derail you, and everybody's got to deal with a certain number of them, and you end up with the time that you end up with.
2: Right. Like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And then <laughs> you guys
0: got out the punched window. a lot. Yeah. It's that it Boston Brawlers uh, thing it, comes yeah, from. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where does that? What's the origin? Someone of that name?
1: named us that. I think it was Fred. It might have been Fred. I yeah. Fred I, th- I think it probably yeah, was. I, I think yeah. it was. And uh, and I think it. I think it really um, captures our spirit because. It kept going bad and we kept coming back for more. Chris and I, and we just kept adding another friend who, you know, was ballsy enough to, to, to take it on. <laughs> Um, You know, uh, obviously with Matt, like he was from, with us from the beginning with all the planning and the purchasing and everything that we yeah. did. And then he spotted for us. And then he Absolutely. spotted for us. Yeah. And then it became Sam who spotted for us. On the first run. On the first run. On the second run, he came and he did it with us. And then on the last run, he was a major part of mission control with Tedward. Yeah, mission control was at his house. Right. And then Safi, who was one of the ones that built the car with all the electronics, he came and, you know... It was like a business trip is really what it was like this is a business trip like we're going out and we're breaking this fucking record like that was literally what we said to everyone yeah. and i know this is a probably a children's show i apologize um so uh but you know and he came out and just was a like a, a madman which we knew we needed it was like you know like a hired gun and um so each person had multiple pieces in in what we were doing um and so they all kind of understood the gravity of it and then we had this group of spotters that ended up being like 32 or 33 that we we've probably flew we probably spent 12 to 15 thousand dollars just oh, my wife's watching shit um
5: Is that it? You should, by the way you should not have said that. yeah let me finish <laughs> uh
1: on the last run um like sending people out like I think we flew six people to Chicago and spread them out. We flew like ten people to Denver and spread them out. And it just was like we just kind of we we're in so deep. We're like whatever, let's just keep going. And um, unfortunately, we just we never got there. We got our wives to spot for us. Yeah, our wives
2: spotted for wow. us on the second run. They, yeah. they flew to Colorado. That's yeah. amazing. And they yeah. said they would never do it again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
1: don't blame them. Yeah, I think it, actually, and I and and our wives have become very good friends. Oh, uh, they kind of have to be, but uh, they have become very good friends and. Um, you know their thing was it actually became too real for yeah. them and, sure. and they were like you know seeing you go by and we went by them I don't know 185 close to 190 something like that after they spotted for us you thought
0: that was going to impress them and uh, well no yeah. it was a
1: wide open road <laughs> right and uh <laughs> I think when they saw that and then heard about what we did and was a part of the mission control and stuff it was just a little too real
0: yeah so yeah that makes sense yep awesome all right thanks matt thanks for calling in see you uh, soon. we'll let you get back to serving drinks i promise i will stop in there at one point or another i don't have the family with me so um
5: bring the bring the whole family i'd just love to shake your hand someday
0: <laughs> we can't afford the stop on the way to maine <laughs> but uh yeah I, I will i'll make it a point to come out sometime and, and visit you so we'll see you soon uh, we've matt. talked enough
5: yeah, Thanks Have a buddy. safe
0: drive home. Uh, we're flying back, but yes. <laughs> Thank you.
5: Oh, very nice. <laughs> Thanks. See you.
0: See you, See you Matt. <laughs> Celebrity Machines is a proud sponsor of SwitchCast. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 different screen accurate license plates as they appeared in movies and TV shows like Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Office, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our Switch Cars dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. Visit CelebrityMachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save a whopping 25.39% at checkout. All right, Benson from Boston. You are on with the Uh, Chris's. One of our spotters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Hello. Hey, buddy. How's
5: it going, guys? Uh, been a little while. Um, one question I had for all three of you um, If you had more time in the preparation section, is there anything you would have changed about
4: either of your cars in terms of suspension setup or possibly a tire choice? That, well, we, we know about the S6, but um, maybe going towards a more aggressive tire versus the PS4S, et cetera.
2: So for for us in the, the, the S8, we had a lot of time to prep the S8 Plus, and we did that purposely. So I, I think that car was set up pretty much the way we wanted it. We, we got the, the, the Michelin uh, Pilot 4Ss, four four which tire that we wanted. Uh, I think if knowing what we knew after the first run, we upgraded the brakes on it for the second run, that's something that was definitely needed, should have had that in the first run. But I think that car was set up pretty perfectly. Obviously, more power would always be great, but like we didn't want to risk it not being reliable. Uh, the M5 was the complete opposite. We threw that car together. We did no testing, and we we figured out on the way to the, to the Red Ball that it was getting awful gas mileage, and it was really hard to fill. So uh, it would have been nice. Uh, in retrospect, it's just testing, testing, testing. Like More time with the car, figuring out what it's going to do for MPG, <coughs> and figuring out good strategies for filling. Like we were filling up pre-leaving to on the run, our last like fuel stop. I'm filling it up. Chris Benvy comes running out. He's like, hey, what's up? The fuel's like running out all over the tire. Our, uh, the shutoff wasn't working and it was just spilling gas all over the car. (sighs) and We didn't even know. Uh, So our fill set up, we threw it together literally the day before. We were still working on the car at 1am. 1am the night before the run yeah. like that less yeah. than ideal we didn't get enough sleep. Yeah. It the, that yeah. was the, the the problem was was
1: that we kept having issues with the M5. And it turns out that the check engine light that we were having was actually a recall for like a fuel vapor sensor, but it was like making the car kind of run like shit, right? So I kept taking it back to BMW and being like fix it, fix it, fix it, and it was taking like weeks at a time cuz they couldn't figure it out. Well, after the run we figured out what the issue was.
0: Should have picked a Mercedes.
1: So uh, so um, we uh, I think I got the car back from BMW, and we had like I said to Safi, I go, hey, we got three days to do this. He looks at me, he's like, okay, I'll clear the calendar. And you know, we, we he and his team at AVI got it done. But yeah. the problem is, is we had zero time spent with the car outside of driving to the Red Ball, and, right. and that was like that car was set up well, but we had. Fuel setup issues.
2: Yeah, the fuel setup uh, we had in the S eight the S eight was great for fuel cells. We had that sixty gallon fuel cell, and the fill for that fuel cell was just like right in the middle of it. So you could fill from either side for for from a gas pump, and it worked out great. The problem with the M five the fuel cell fit, but that fill hole was now underneath uh, the rear tray. Yeah, the rear tray, so you couldn't get a gas pump in there. So we had to figure out a way to extend that. And uh, we did it real quick. You know, Pyrotech sent us, like, overnight parts. They were great helping us when we gave them very little information about what we were doing. I <laughs> think they figured it out eventually. They, I think
0: they figured it out. But they they were They've great. They've had enough calls from <laughs> yeah. the likes of yeah, us. Yeah.
2: yeah. But uh, we didn't do any testing. You know, one thing that we know is if you, you filled it from one nozzle, there's no nozzle in the other one, the fuel will come squirting out the other nozzle. It was coming out the overfill. It, it was not the best setup and that's something that if we had more time with the car we would have obviously addressed and fixed yeah. and it would have gone much smoother
0: fueling is inventing properly is always a tough issue right sean <laughs> that's uh that is the bane of all cannonball attempts i think is, yeah, is no fueling right. we had we had an issue with that on the e63 our first run we Didn't ran you
1: forget to fill one time or something. well that, like
0: that? was in the audi yeah okay. but the the initial setup with the fuel cell on the e63 we did the southern trail yeah. jacksonville to san diego it's kind of a test run yeah. and our fuel stops were atrocious like the, the fuel kept backing up we couldn't fuel quickly enough right. and it's just because we didn't have enough vent line yeah so that's fueling is one of the biggest issues to solve right on a cannonball car right yeah
1: mm. yeah well thanks benson it's good uh-huh. to hear from you hopefully we'll see you soon buddy
4: yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully once the season starts back up around here, uh, we'll be we'll be face to face at some point, hopefully.
1: I, I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely awesome. new, new
0: toys everywhere. I can't wait. Thanks for the call, yeah. Benson. Appreciate you.
1: Thanks, buddy. Have a good one, guys.
0: You too. Uh, all right, we've got some uh, call uh, questions from the live stream here. Um, Ian goes to White Castle. Good for you. Hypo- hypothetically, if all the stars aligned, what car or setup would you use to break 24 hours?
2: I mean, it's probably a Porsche Turbo. Yeah, I would say Porsche Panamera
0: Tur- Turbo, 911 Turbo? 911. Why? 911
2: Turbo S. Uh, I think... Between the frunk and the back seat area, you can fit enough fuel in it to, 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 not as much as we had in the Audi and the M5, but a decent amount. And I think it has the speed, it has the handling, it can hold those high speeds. You know, low drag coefficient.
0: Nine nine seven nine nine one. What generation?
2: Nine nine two. Nine nine two.
0: Nine nine two.
1: Most comfortable, fastest. Yeah. Um, it is new as one that you can. And afford. there and there's there's so many things in that car that you are adding there's there's night vision there's all these things that you are adding like the fleer we added to the mm-hmm. m5 and the um and the s8 like it's already all in there there's sure. so many things that already come in the car and then from a performance standpoint like it kind of is the performance benchmark right sure. so you know it, it it makes sense you just from a star's aligning standpoint like I think is it ed that used the um pull in the slot machine yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. like all of those things have to align then you have to spotters everywhere and then you need to make sure everything you did with the car is right it's just it's just so hard now it's like we did the m5 run in october and traffic was pretty much back to normal it was very hard we did the musket ball in the jetta and that was
2: awful
0: the host yeah yeah Yeah.
1: you know it's just like it's just such a different game now post you know that like three month time period yeah Yeah.
0: even post post pre-covid it's different like the traffic now is far worse than it was i consider 2018-19 kind of the golden era of like normal pre-covid cannonballing there was a lot of big construction projects that had wrapped up and it was very predictable there was a lot of good weather days and there was a lot of chances to do it and after covid it just like it went out the window because all the construction projects that had been delayed or were going to start got pushed off and then started in earnest. And then bills got passed to give more spending yeah. to states and, and the federal <laughs> government for construction projects. And then everybody started driving because they didn't want to fly. And it's yeah. like, it's worse than it's ever yeah, been. It's like,
1: like in Boston, we have the T, which is you know our mass transit system. I'll be sitting in traffic going into Boston in the morning And I look and the train goes by completely empty because no one wants to get a train with a bunch of other people. So everyone that moved out of the city because they fled the city and bought a house or bought a condo, whatever Mm -hmm. else, they're all driving in. They all bought cars. That's why that's why we ran out of one of the reasons we ran out of cars on top of the chip shortage, everything else. So like it's worse
2: than ever. Anyway, I'm sure you have more to that too. No, I agree. I think the traffic now is worse than it it was pre COVID. So it's that makes it that much harder. Um, But I. Going back to your point about like the ideal car and the stars aligning, like <coughs> I think you can have the best plan ever. And if luck's not on your side, it <laughs> I would rather have a like a suboptimal car and much more luck. Yes. I, I think luck <coughs> luck will have a greater impact on your time than the difference between an M five and the Turbo S. I, sure. think, I just think having the, obviously the best you can make your plan and the fastest car you can have and all that other things, like the more that could go wrong and you could still do it. It just, it increases your, that like, you know, buffer that you have of what can possibly go wrong and still break the record. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather have better, like better weather, less cops, uh, less traffic, people not trying to hold their hostage, their family's hostage on the side of the highway. I'd much rather have that. Uh, I'd much rather not have rock slides in the, uh, in the middle of the, the Rocky Mountains that shuts down traffic. I'd much rather not have a, a milk truck, like five cars in front of us, like flip over on its side and close It's I- just 70. every
1: single time we've done this, there's been something m- like a major, major. Like yeah. from, a, from a, like the the car gods are like, nope, sorry, yeah, not sorry, this time. Sorry, sorry and, I, and I think that's part of the reason why we kept trying. We're like, we're, we, you know, we're going to get lucky sometime. Yeah. It like, couldn't yeah. possibly happen again. Yeah. And there yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that, I think that's a good answer. I can't improve upon that. I I would just say I would want a car, if the conditions were going to align, I'd pick a car that I loved and would want to keep forever. Yes. Rather than just having like, oh, okay, well, I got this super sedan yeah, right. that I'm not really going to use because what's it good for? I'd want something like a 911 <laughs> that I would enjoy as a car and I could also brag right. that, hey, this is this the, the cannibal car. car. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, both of our Cars got stripped and sent to auction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had no sentimental value. Even if we broke the record, and them, like, maybe we would have kept, kept them. It, yeah. But, like, I, you would have. But, yeah, yeah, it, yeah I,
0: your point remains. It yeah. would
2: have been stuck on, like, a lift in my garage, and we would have visited it from time to time. Yeah. But, like, yeah. That's, that's about it.
0: Right. Yep. Right. Um, Use it to pick but, up guess, clients from the airport. Right.
2: That, I guess that's another good point. Like, when we, when we were talking about this, when, when we were, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, I've always wanted to do it in like an E46 M3 with like a M5 V8 swap. Mm. I think that would be a great car to do it in. I don't think that's like a record breaking car, but like for me personally, that would be like a fun car to do it in, even though it's like a suboptimal car. Like now, especially now, maybe not like Alex Roy's time. I think that would have been a great car then, not so much now.
0: Um, Remind me to show you uh, after this is over, what's out back that I bought. Nice, please.
2: All right. Please. I like
0: that. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> this gets into some, some good stuff, right? So you guys touched on um, uh, kind of over time, you've touched on you got two tickets in Missouri on one run and had the air conditioner fail. You had on the musket ball, which is a 100-horsepower race, you guys put a crap ton of fuel in a Volkswagen Volkswagen, jetta wagon which was awesome Um, you got stuck behind a milk truck that had wrecked so two hours
1: three hours two hours and 30 minutes completely stopped completely stopped in Denver and
0: you guys were in the lead in the Rockies yeah Yeah. in the Rockies Vail pass yep so you're in the lead for two-thirds of the race and you got stuck there Um, you your second cannonball attempt went pretty okay well, right.
2: We had a rock slide in the Rockies.
0: Okay, you had a rock slide in the Rockies.
2: Yeah, that one... That was, we, that was so frustrating. We That yeah. was like shut off the car and wait for the traffic to move. For okay, like 15 I, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. I didn't realize. So
0: down 15 minutes, down yeah.
2: Only
1: one lane that was alternating.
0: Yep. Yeah. And your final attempt, you got a 45-minute delay at the ag stop, essentially not because of the ag yeah. stop, but because of an but accident. Was an accident prim right before right. the ag stop. And then... You also had to get rerouted off the highway, so every miles. friggin' run you've had something yeah. derail you. All yep. right, um, it just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It sucks. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, I have a question for you guys. Um, I know this is all theoretical, but a lot of this is theoretical. Right. Uh, if you guys had your car done before the COVID lockdown, so like let's say fall of 2019, if you had the S8 ready to go, um, do you think you would have beaten 27.25 in the S8? Um, Given so, I preface this and I say, like, I'm kind of answering your own question. So, your first attempt, you did 2643, and that was kind of after COVID. So, you had an advantage, uh, but things also went wrong. Um, but, do you think you would have been able to beat it? Or let's say COVID never happened. Do you think that S8 would have done what you wanted it to do to beat 2725 if, if we rolled back the clocks? i i think you're the mad scientist i know i
2: i <laughs> i think if covid never happened i think our initial strategy would have i don't want to say i don't want guarantee and say it would have worked but i think we would have <laughs> made a definite run at your twenty-seven twenty-five. Sure. i think our first run which we were planning the same day that we did our first run with covid in in april Uh, I think we probably would have put down a decent time, but, like... It was a practice run. Yeah, we we would have screwed up all the stuff that we screwed up on the actual run, and the reason we didn't get the record the first time with COVID. I think that going back and analyzing it like we did and fixing those things and implementing the TED word being mission control and everything, I think our second run... We would have been able to make at least a valiant effort at twenty seven twenty five. Yeah, I don't know if we would have broken it, but I think (coughs) probably would have have missed it by
1: five minutes. I I think
0: for all the crap I talk, I think if anyone was going to, it would have been you guys. Thank you. You guys made us really nervous. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, I I, still do. (laughs) So, so,
2: so, so, so what else, Shay? He just bought a nine eleven turbo. You know. Did I tell what was out back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, the uh,
1: um, the kind of, and, and I say this. So when the guys in the A eight broke the record, you guys were like so awesome to us. I mean, you had just had your record broken. They broke the record, and you were you were rooting us on. You were helping us out. You were giving us ideas, and like like you didn't even know us. So, like, that just kind of goes to show you you and Arnie's character about, hey, like, we want these guys to do well. And when we knew you were going again, we were rooting you on, right? Yeah. So, like, I look at it as, is you know, if someone's going to have the record, if it's not going to be us, like, I'm glad yeah. to. Yeah. Right? Well, we wanted to go yeah. to
0: somebody we respect. And I respect the guys that did 2638 now, okay. but at the time we it was hard like, to see yeah. right. the record fall in that way. Yes. Right. So I think we wanted it to go back to somebody that we felt did it in the right spirit. Now, knowing those guys, I know they really did. Right. It was just what the little we knew about it. It was just like, oh, some guys just threw marine fuel tanks in their dad's Audi and just went for it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, I guess, what COVID does for for the Cannonball record, you know? And everybody else that we knew had done it the right way with a lot of planning. I mean, Sean Petter and Jason Atkins and Mark Spence went the same weekend. They didn't go because of COVID, they went because they had been planning to do it forever, just like you guys. And they had put a ton of effort into it, and COVID just happened to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So it was certainly hard to see it happen that way. And I think that's why we were rooting for you guys more, whereas if we still held the record, we would have certainly, like, I wouldn't have called you into the cops, but it would have been, like, hard to... Stomach. To to stomach and to watch. Um, And and along those lines, so that... that um, So you guys, I think, had us witness two of your runs, your first two runs.
1: Uh, I think. The first two, yes. Yeah, in the the Audi. And then the third one, we were not sure what we were going to do and we to be honest we weren't sure how to because we had met you and arnie at that point and we really liked you guys but before we had met you guys here we had already bought the car the car was already being built and like we just tried we're like you know we're not going to talk about it because we don't know what we want to do and we don't want to rub them the wrong way and i think once we did it and we didn't do it i think i called you and arnie and i'm like hey guys just want you to know what we did we didn't do it but you know hey like the record's still yours and but then i think at that point we all knew each other and like if again i i have no plans to do this again but if i was ever to do it again i would tell you yeah I and mean, i have no concern that you'd be like oh i'm calling in the cops <laughs> like i have no concern with that because at this point you're like you know what if they can break their record good luck you know yeah. and that's and that's the way i see it and again again i i keep prefacing like i don't have a plan to do this again i truly don't yes i did order a new 911 but that was simply because I have a new daughter at home and I want her to be able to come to car stuff with me and and you can't do that in Audi R8. So that was not, this was not the reason. So yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome. All right. uh, We have a lot of questions um, from Instagram and all that, but we are a live show and our goal is to interact with the people who are here with us live. So uh, those take a backseat to the calls and the questions on the live stream. We've got some of those we want to get to now. So uh, Brandon from Nevada is on the line with us. Brandon, go ahead.
5: Hey there.
1: Hey, Brandon. Hey,
0: how's it
5: going? I just want to start out first by saying thanks, Doug, for, uh, for the help. I was on the team with the uh, Crown Vic. We broke down in <coughs> Chicago.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, You were going for the coast to coast to coast, right? Right. Yep. Okay.
5: Yep. So thanks for the help. Got us out of there. And uh, and then for the <coughs> Bostoners, Bostonians, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, Massholes. Massholes. That's I, know, cool. I knew that, was that coming. That's probably, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably that's most fitting. <laughs> <laughs> Flatlanders.
0: In yeah. Yeah, Maine, so we so call cool them from away. Your, uh,
5: your driving footage on Tedward's channel. Yes. It's uh, really interesting to see that much, you know, that long of footage. Yeah, kudos, but, uh, to, kudos for Tedward for putting here. that together. Yeah. So I got two questions. So first off, um, what kind of driving events did you guys do before? your cannonball attempts. Have you done other cannonballs or practices in the past or rallies or anything?
1: I mean, multiple
2: rallies. Yeah. We've done a lot of like rallies, not, not for time or anything like that, but,
0: um, did you, how much practice do you have running from the cops? Oh, we started that at a young age. Oh, my mom's I, been watching. I played the fifth. Very young. I can think of multiple. I love how when you talk about money, you're concerned about your wife watching. When it's running from the cops, you my go mom. to your mom. 100, my mom. <laughs> there's,
1: a, there's a disappointment versus a well, you know, my wife knows and better. I, <laughs> our
2: teenage street racing days. Yeah. That was oh, much God. more frequent. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I, to answer your question, um, multiple rallies. Uh, a lot of guys that are probably watching that know us, like Chris and I, have planned multiple. Uh, mul- multiple multi day rallies over the years that we had done. Um, I never did a gold rush or anything like that. That just wasn't for me. Um, so I would always plan with Chris and some other people. We went up to the Cabot Trail. We went down to the Tale of the Dragon. We would do fun runs with, you know, 10 to 15, 20 cars. Um, so we would do stuff like that where we do long, 10, 12 hour, very fast driving days. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where a lot of this was like, wow, like we could do this. You know look how much yeah. time we were able to make up with 10 other cars imagine doing this on our own so um we never had made a cannonball attempt before but we had done multiple you know multi-day rallies
0: yeah yeah which is in no way a legitimate no practice no, 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 absolutely for not. So, I, I don't want to say that no absolutely not <laughs> no but I, I get where you're going i just i think of it as, as funny because i went on a rally Uh, A couple years ago and we drove from Cleveland to Cincinnati which is about a three and a half hour drive and it took us like all day and we had police escorts and we stopped for photos and this and that and at dinner people are like oh my gosh I think we averaged 135 miles an hour. I'm like no I think we averaged like 35. (laughs) Yeah right. Like that was the worst. My grandma could have gone faster because we were doing all this stuff but it's like well you were cruising at points at 135. You saw that number on your speedometer a few times. Yeah. So that's what you think your average was, but yeah, rallies are not the way to actually go fast. Right. So, awesome, Brandon. Thank you for the call. Um, did you say you had a second question?
5: Yeah. So, what was the what was it like on your first cannonball? Then, I mean, what was it like getting adjusted to driving that fast for that long? It
2: was a lot. It was a lot of adrenaline. Oh uh, yeah. Obviously, I, I think. Know, like when we've done our other rallies, like you drive fast and you, you know, you do it for short stints of time and you just for this one, you just kept going like you just didn't, didn't slow down. <laughs> uh, so I don't think that was that big of an adjustment. Uh, adrenaline certainly keeps you going. Um, I didn't feel tired. You know, you're up for we were up for like 30 hours before it because we we drove down from Boston to New York City to start it in the same day. So we were up for around 30 hours. Never really felt tired until you get out of the car at the Portofino, then you're exhausted, but uh I think yeah. by the third run we
1: did, we were taking naps because like the first run was like total adrenaline, yeah, the second run was like all right, like you're a little more used to it. remember Sam. Um, was like wow like this like he was like all amped up he was also like eating like he
2: also overdosed on caffeine
1: yeah it's true <laughs> so but then like by the third run it was like oh yeah he's doing 190 whatever you know it was just wasn't like you, i don't again you want know, to so say he's come desensitized cuz that's, that's not the truth you just you know what to expect the first time you didn't mm-hmm. know what to expect yeah. i will say leaving new york and new jersey at the height of covid and getting into new jersey in f- like getting out of the lincoln tunnel in 4 minutes from the time we started like that just set a tone and there weren't as many people on the road. So it wasn't as um, it was surreal. It was weird. Yeah. Driving yeah.
2: around New York City, then going down to the red ball during like the peak of the, <laughs> like first COVID shutdown, the first wave of COVID shutdowns was bizarre. There it was, was so was, weird. Manhattan was empty. We didn't see anybody. <laughs> we didn't see any cars on the road. There was yeah. people doing dirt bikes weird. doing wheelies yep. down like yeah. major, like uh, people in Bison was Avenue. running
0: red lights. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, it was like
1: just, you know, Just, it, was, it was crazy, but by the you know the last time we went, it was know, back to all. It was 17 minutes to get out of the tunnel. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Oof. Oh, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Brandon, for the call. Appreciate you. Um, let's see. We've got uh, we Thanks got a quick. <laughs> sure thing. We got a quick word from uh, our one of our sponsors, and we'll get back to the questions and the calls. We got a couple of people on hold here. We will get to you. We promise. SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers in more than 200 countries. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, BoxCast is an easy, flexible, live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy, we are broadcasting this show live with our phone. Head over to switchcars.com slash boxcast for your free trial. All right, a couple questions from people online here. Uh, Elon Musk is suspicious 43 (laughs) Doug with all the love for 997 GT threes. Do you have or plan to have one to keep in your permanent collection? If so, which model gen and color? Um, no, I don't have one because I have like three to five at any given time and I get to drive them whenever I want. So I feel like it's kind of silly to have my own to keep that may change at some point, but I don't know. I've put 20, 30,000 miles on GT3 so yeah I don't I'm I'm good there I think Stephen Schwartz if either you guys or Doug and Arnie had gone on the quote unquote golden weekend so the first weekend of April there in either the E63 or the M5 Ooh. what time do you think could have been done Oh, oh man so much hypothetical here yeah Honestly, that is the toughest question for me because having the E63 wrecked, knowing that if we went out three days later, because Arnie and I could have just picked up and gone, hey, Berkeley, let's go, head to New York. It wouldn't have mattered what time we left. You would have just done it. We had the perfect team. We were synced. We We had, in my opinion, the best car made for Cannonball ever. It was all set up. Like, what could we have done? Yeah, It's a really hard question for me. It's a
1: tough question. I think either you guys or us could have been the... The headline would have read, and I think Tedward said this in something, was the first ever cannonball... The first ever group of whoever to get from New York to L.A. in one day. Yep. And I think either of us, either of our teams in E 63 or the M five with the setups that we had with the spotter networks that we had, even with some of the luck that we had, I think would have been sub <clears> 25. <throat> cool. Oh, I, th-
0: I think we would have been sub 24 really? in the E 63.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wow. Yep.
0: I think that was the time to do it. I think I, it, this is not trying to be arrogant or anything. Right. I just, our team was in sync. I think that was the right team, the right car right. that it could have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to think about because
2: <sighs> I mean we we know for a fact we lost forty five minutes in prim and we lost probably another hour hour going around so yeah doing the math that puts sub twenty put, four yeah just under twenty four I, I I can see that yeah I, but everything needs to go perfect
0: <clears throat> yeah and nothing ever does nothing no. ever does even on those runs like even on we were watching the guys run on the golden weekend and they still had traffic on the 15 South. they weren't exempt from it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The trucks, man. So 15 South was always, there's always traffic. Every run that we've ever done, we've had to slow down
1: for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it goes back to like, you have to bank all your time before the Rockies or you need to bank all your time before Arizona when you're on the Southern route. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Ken Lynn, Honestly, none of these guys would do well in a fight. What? He's, right. he's one of our spotters. Oh, is Ken so, from Boston? One, Ken, because, he's actually on the phone. Hold on. All right. Well, we got somebody hang in front up, of him. Just hang up, Ken. On. <laughs> just hang up on him
1: <laughs> because the Boston Brawlers. He's probably like, oh, they can't fight. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Justin from Kentucky is on. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> Long time <laughs> listener, but not a first time caller. Justin, welcome back. <clears throat> hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. Um, sure.
4: So the last time I called in uh, was, was when Travis uh, was on, and I kind of asked a, a, a cannonball question, and you guys mentioned how stressful it is, and, and I, I can't imagine driving that fast for that long, um, how stressful that can be. So my question, if you just wanted to go have fun, What's a good, realistic, fun
1: time to shoot for?
0: I mean, if 30, it's 50, 30, 60
1: hours. 35.
0: 50, 35. Cause you got to stay at a hotel to have fun. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a good
1: point. <laughs> a, 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 good, a good time to go out and, like, you know, try and, you know, maybe not have a ton of fuel on board, maybe not do the ludicrous yeah. speeds. Again, like the Jetta that we did, yeah. what we average at 90? Right? Yeah, yeah, eighty-nine miles an hour in a it,
2: car that wouldn't go over one twenty-five.
1: Yeah, um, in a hundred and eleven ho- wheel horsepower car. So yeah. if you think about that, like, and we did it in thirty-four hours and thirty minutes. So, and that was with a wow. two. That was with
2: a two and a half hour stop. So I think there's two types of runs. There's a run like you're going to make a record attempt, which is a whole another <laughs> level of planning, or just you're going to see what you can do. So <laughs> fifty hours to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think you know if you want to complete a cannonball, you know it's. I think 35 hours, 34 hours, is a good time to like have in the back of your mind. But I think you just do the best you can, you know, yeah. and you know, you come up with a plan, you execute the plan and what you get is what you get. And you know, it, it's, it, one of those things that you, you check off that bucket list item, and it's such an accomplishment. Yeah, it's just, at, at, at any time. It really just is. to make it to the finish right. line is enough of an accomplishment that the time is kind of at that point an afterthought. I think. Yeah, I mean, you look, don't
0: have to have a good time to have a great time. That's yeah. true. Uh, it, so I think the answer is more not what the time is, but kind of what your personality is. For Arnie and myself, the longer it takes, the less fun it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> The spotting the cat and mouse game, the essentially solving the set of challenges is fun in and of itself. Um, taking, you know, driving across Nebraska or Iowa at the speed limit to us is not fun in the least bit. So it's it's the set of challenges that go with the drive, but other people are different. Like you might want to see the scenery. It might be about taking a car that's special to you. It might be about going with a group of friends that have always wanted to do this just to do it and to sightsee and say, well, we took pictures at the red ball and at the Portofino and everywhere in between. So I don't think it's necessarily about the time. It's about your particular personality and what you're setting out to accomplish.
1: Mm Mm-hmm hopefully that answers your question i had
4: <laughs> yeah i had kind of just napkin sketched and said 36 hours you plan fuel stops it's 34 35 hours of driving
1: that would be um, extremely
0: respectable that won't get you arrested
4: well that's that's a fast average i mean that's you know an 85 88 89 on average so i mean that that's to me that's never done it before that seems pretty uh, it's a pretty high bar for a first time but sure. you oh, yeah, guys think absolutely. that's doable
1: uh, yeah. what, it depends yeah. on what's the car
2: What's the car? What's the
4: car? Um, older BMW 5
0: Series, probably. What generation? Uh, the E60. Yeah, I think
2: yeah, that's sure. the E yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree, absolutely.
0: We've done 32 hours in old crap boxes from the 1970s yeah. and 100 horsepower cars, so <laughs> absolutely. If you have the right team, you have the right drive plan, and yeah, I think 36 hours is doable for, for just about anybody, so I, I think that's a, it's a good goal to shoot for, yeah. Wow, okay.
4: Well, thanks for the, thanks for the encouragement, good or bad. So, I Absolutely we wish call. you luck.
1: Let us yeah, know if luck. you do it.
0: <laughs> Please do. Yep. yep. <laughs> thanks, Justin. Appreciate your call. Sure. Thanks. Uh, Ken, Ken from Boston. <laughs> this should be fun. Hey, Ken, do you want to fight I want me? To? I mean, if I ask you, I'll fight anybody. I don't care. <laughs> should I read you some fan mail about my arms? <laughs> Yes, People let's, let's hear some arms. comments before I ask <laughs> go, go, I
3: ahead. Mean, I think, go ahead, Ken. I mean, to be honest, I think that's just the Boston mentality. They're always down to fight anybody. We don't care. You know? <laughs> that's
0: true. Oh, God. That's know? True. Like, so. w- Would so you fight question, Fred you, Ashmore?
3: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to bring up Fred in this. I mean, if we have to, I mean, I'm down to throw it out if I have to.
0: He's, he's a formidable dude, man. I wouldn't fight uh, him. No. Yeah, I mean I, I've been in some sketchy situations too I'm not afraid Whatever Mainers know how to brawl now. too
3: uh, I know I mean, because you guys don't have teeth What do you want? You guys
0: have to brawl, right? <laughs> Oh,
1: man <laughs> Ken, let's go with the question Before we offend too many of our listeners
0: <laughs> Do you know the toothbrush right. was invented People in Mainers? Don't know on the internet I'm not afraid
3: Anyway. So my question would be for you guys, pertaining to like what I know about the runs and stuff. Would you agree that you need thirty plus other crazy people to be able the spot for you?
1: Hundred um, percent. No. Yeah. I, yeah? Uh, yeah. I, I am a hundred percent. I I think of all the tools and of all of the things we had, our spotters were our most important.
2: Thing. Yeah. I think it's pretty, uh, you know, showing that the only two times we got pulled over and, and the three runs were the. Were times we did not have a spotter i think that says a lot uh, we know ne- once we had spotters we never saw a cop that we weren't expecting now to do under 30 hours could you do it
1: without spotters yeah just know you're leaving yourself open i mean chris and i drove here yeah. today and i must have passed 20 cops yeah it's, it's that <laughs> like, it's that luck factor again
2: yeah. you're putting it more toward luck like you want to account for as many things as you can there's things you can not account for <laughs> but if you can account for that by having spotters i think that opens that buffer up more you know or you can just just leave it to to fate and if the cop sees you it sees you
0: awesome uh yeah no I i i think you spotters are an invaluable tool but i think you can do it without it but it's just like anything else you're you're opening yourself up to to more luck so awesome thank you ken for the call we got a couple more and um looks like we're running out of battery on our Live stream phone, so we gotta uh, <clears throat> keep moving. I thought we had this thing plugged in. Are we not getting power? No what? Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Ken. What's that? I gotta get the sound in it. So that's, what's, that's what it's plugged into. I, I thought that thing also powered it. That's why I was so fancy or whatever. No. All right. All right. All Um, right. All right. Um, we're gonna go. We gotta take Tedward's call. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Hey, guys. Right. hey, Tom, what's Good up? Buddy?
5: First time, first time, long time. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I yeah, wanted yeah. to talk about uh, wh- you know, the level of encouragement versus dissuasion when it comes to these types of runs, mm. because Doug, you mentioned earlier about the rock climbing documentaries and stuff. And I've been watching these on Netflix too. And I, if I were those guys at that level and I met some like 17 year old kid, I don't think I'd be trying to get him to climb this mountain with me. I'm like, Oh shit, you're going <laughs> to die. Um, uh, <laughs> I'd be like, you shouldn't do this. Leave this to me because I'm ready to deal with the consequences. And I think when we talk to folks like that guy with the East, East 60, you know, 36 hours, you know, we can, we can pretty much get most people across the country in that time safely. Where does the level of mystique kind of go with you guys when it comes to someone who's aiming for that 25 or that 26 hour run? Because I know for me, I've struggled a lot with the content that I've published I'm really proud of the content and I really like it, but I also sometimes have a huge fear that I'm giving the wrong message to the wrong people.
1: Wow. That's a great that's a, that's a good question. question. Holy. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Could you, you could at least have like prepped us with that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought, thought well, we doug has got a
5: drink in his hand. He's ready to go. We were friends.
1: Um, so look, I, uh, there's been a lot of questions about, you know what how, what have you been what, what was your driver training and um what are the things you've done in the past and with the rallies and so on and so forth like i think winging it is like like don't even try don't even bother i think if you don't have any type of driver training don't even try if your vehicle is not 100 percent ready to go don't even try and what i mean by that is you know tires brakes like up to maintenance so on and so forth like I think there's so much dissuasion. Like when people call me and ask me, my first question is always, well, what's your plan? So people will call and ask my advice. And if they don't have much of a plan, the conversation's over. Right. And if they, if they, if they go on for 30 minutes about their plan, then I'll have the conversation. And I think there are a lot of people that see what people have done and assume they can just go out and do it because they've got the best car and, you know, they have the best friends and whatever. I just, I find myself dissuading more the 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 gravity and the risk of what we everyone in this room pretty much have all done is I mean it's dangerous it is and if you don't know what you're doing you can make huge mistakes and you can kill someone so yeah
0: I I think it's it's kind of like when people ask about getting into the car business (laughs) I tell everybody not <clears> to. <throat> Me too. And if anyone makes it through all the reasons why I tell them not to do it, and still wants to do it, then they're quote unquote worthy. Like, they're, or, yeah. or they're just crazy enough to do yeah. it. So, same thing with cannibal Is I'll start out with, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You might die. You might get arrested. Here's why it's stupid. And if they've already thought those things through and have a good plan, then it's like, all right, great, do it.
1: I kind of want to hear your do it well for mummer reasons. Your uh,
2: thoughts on that? Uh. I think a lot of it is itself weeds out because I think a lot of the people who are like oh, I'm just going to go out in a car and I'm going to do it and oh I think like the R8 guy, yeah, I think it it weeds themselves. that they, they won't get out of New York or they will never get to New York. Like the it <laughs> the level of planning sure. that you need to do, I think a lot of those people who would just be crazy and jump in a car don't have like this the stamina to even get close to that level of planning to even make a decent attempt at it. So i think a lot of it is like uh like the great (laughs) filter you never get to that point like the the amount of planning you need to do before you even get to the red ball weeds out a lot of the people that would have been like reckless or whatever so i think that's a good thing um and people who do put in the work (coughs) planning i think learn if they don't respect it initially when they start Learn through the planning that, like, oh, we really need to take this seriously. This is this is a commitment, and we need to do this the right way. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah. I always I always hope that anything I'm showing is giving a little more context to the situation, not just in the hero complex way, but in the sense that, like, holy shit, like that was 190, and it just <laughs> sat there. You know i I don't i really and you talked about average speeds earlier and i think people get a very mixed message about what the speeds really look like because if you told someone you drove across the country with an average speed of 111 miles an hour they're like i've done 111 miles an hour
0: yeah once i did that once and you're like you have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) Remember,
1: remember you have to come to a complete stop sometimes but so you know to get to 111 like you know, what is the difference between what's the difference on the other end? It's 190. Yeah. (laughs) But people
0: don't even comprehend that. They say, well, I average 100 on this drive because I was cruising at 100. But that's not average. People don't understand how averages work.
2: A lot of people you used to talk to initially don't understand math and like basic averages that like driving at like two seconds at 150 doesn't make up for the fact that you drove the next 10 minutes at like 60 miles an hour. Like, you need to consistently be above the average that you need to be in. Yeah. It's as
5: if they've never seen speed. Uh, Then I'm going to ask one last question, and then I'll drop off so you guys can conserve the phone. Um, When it comes to fuel strategies, do you think that we're beyond the level of fast cars that it doesn't matter anymore i mean does it do we need to go faster than 180 190 or are we looking at a situation where we really need to be able to achieve 10 or 12 miles per gallon at 180
0: i think miles per gallon is important at those speeds like fuel stops are important they're not everything it, it, you know, on the Reddit threads and all that, everybody, oh, mobile <laughs> refueling, that's the way to win the record. Good no, luck. it's it's driving fast and driving consistently fast, but fuel stops only take three to five minutes. Yeah, right. That's not going to make or break a run. So yes, you need good fuel economy because you don't want to be doing seven or eight stops, but you also just need to drive fast.
2: Right, right. We We learned that. With the oh. S8, we tried to... Part of the whole plan was the reason we had the fuel cell, the size we had, it was we wanted to do two stops across the country. And on the first run, we didn't think we we're going to make our first stop. So we slowed down to make the run so, to the, the first stop. So we could only do two stops. That was completely wrong. You just go as fast as you can until you can make that, make yeah. the stops when you have to. But uh, obviously minimizing those stops is a time savings. Yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate Thanks. you. Uh, appreciate Thanks. your coverage of these guys. Uh, very good uh, uh, video on them, and we look forward to seeing the documentary as well.
5: <laughs> you, you can keep it up, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks
0: Ted. Later. Awesome. All right, for all of you guys watching, uh, we still got people on hold, and we've got more questions on the live stream. We appreciate you. We will get to you guys. Um, That said, we're running into a technical issue where our battery for our live stream camera is dying. We're going to keep going, even if the phone dies, and we're just going to record it for the audio podcast. So again, you guys can go on to Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, and you can uh, see the rest of this episode. But uh, we're... We've got uh, people asking questions and we want to answer them. These guys drove all the way out from Boston, so we're going to keep going even if we, we lose you guys here. So uh, if, if you're not able to stay with us, uh, check back on Friday when we'll have it uploaded in audio. So uh, we've got a couple questions here from the live stream. Uh, were you happy with the radar detector you chose? Which radar detector did you guys use?
2: Redenso. And yeah, the built-in Redenso. Okay. And uh, we also had a, a escort. Max 360. Okay,
0: windshield mount. Yep, sure. Uh, or do you wish you would have gone with a different detector?
2: I I don't think it was out when we did the first no, run. The new, the new the new V one. Yeah, I wish we did that uh, for windshield mount. I don't think that was out when we. No, first and then did you it. couldn't get them because the chips. Right, exactly. Uh, I wish. Redentza Why do you guys like
0: the V one over I, the? I prefer the s s4 He likes the V one. Okay, like, I've always
2: liked the V one. I've had V ones. I was.
0: Because of the arrows.
2: <laughs> which the Escort has <laughs> the new the new G2 has great range too yeah uh, it fixed a lot of the issues it had with like faulting and stuff like that so. yeah uh, I don't know I, I want I still don't have a new G2 but yeah. I'd like to get one
0: so what about the Redenzo you're saying
2: I it, I wish that Thea was out I would very yeah. much like to try that out give that a whirl um but you know it is what it is it's not out yeah. so. and you know for the question we had the ALP jammer set up as well that's yeah, the best they're, they're that's
0: Redenzo. it yep yeah. Built in. Um, we're going to have John from Redenzo. <laughs> He's the CEO of Redenzo. We're going to have here, him right? on. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. here yeah. for the, the COVID party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, we weren't celebrating COVID. It was we had a awesome party here for all of the guys who had run during the COVID lockdown, and it was it was a big group of people. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, we had every almost every car that had run uh, or or set a record in the past couple of years here. So it was it was a really cool uh, clandestine event. So um yeah so we we use the escort max 360 and we use the net radar setup with the alp built-in diffusers i don't like the net radar at all it's in my opinion it's garbage it's got great range but so many faults you might as well just turn the k-band completely off i like the escort max because it learns well and the gps filtering is quick to respond yeah. um i'll be <laughs> interested to see what the, the thea is like um, and how they conquer Pennsylvania, who still uses K-band. Uh, uh, Steven Schwartz asked you guys, had you h- been six minutes faster on the first run, therefore having the record for a few weeks, but then Doug and Arnie still did twenty five thirty nine after, so getting the record back, would you still have gone again and tried to take it back?
1: I would say probably not in the S8. Yes. We would have, but but yes, in an M five
0: because you yeah. didn't want to just have the record; you wanted to hold it. Yes, right. Okay, fair enough.
2: Yeah. Not in the SA M five. Question, question for you: If we had uh, beat the white Audi, would you and
0: Arnie have made your second run? We had already decided to go. Um, my wife gave permission because she didn't like how it had happened. Right that, I remember you saying that uh, yeah. the, the fact that we had conquered a six-year standing record, that we had in some sense poured our lives into this, <laughs> that this was a huge achievement and it just fell because the roads were shut down. Um, so she didn't like that and she was obviously hurt as we were that the car, the E63 had gotten wrecked. So she wanted us to go and get it back. <clears throat> For kind of our own pride's sake, right. So I think even if you guys had done it, we would have gone to go and just say, okay, well, we did it before COVID.
1: We want to do it. during. We want
0: to also do it <laughs> now and prove that, in some sense, like that we're the best, right? Yeah. Like yeah, of course, no, yeah. Uh, and just see what we could have done during that time frame with the same advantage that everybody else yeah. had, had capitalized on. So.
2: I wish we, we broke it the first time because that would have been crazy if we broke it, then you broke our record, then we made an attempt to break <laughs> your record again. That, quite the story. Uh, uh, Too bad we suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we
0: keep losing. Uh, Vampire Bear 13 says, what's the best radar slash laser detector under 300 bucks? Uh, a used Uniden or Escort? <laughs>
1: Yeah, like the, um, what was I running today? The 9500? Yeah, your old 9500. It, it saved us a few times today. I think it's great. It's like 299
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, though, probably like anything else with the chip shortage and all that, they've gone up in value. I think we're switching cameras here. So, if you're on the live stream, you can keep going. So, we, unplugged we the audio. Oh. Now you're just, this is just the camera audio. Okay. All right. So, everybody watching in the live stream, you don't have awesome audio anymore, you but. Got a That's fine. We're good. Can you just answer
1: the questions for us? (laughs) (laughs) We've got Mark Spence. I can project. That's fine. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to move this back a little. That's
0: all right. Um, Yeah. All right. Rob from New York. Rob, Rob, you're on with the three fastest, three of the four fastest cannonballers in history.
1: Hey,
5: gang. Thanks for uh, having me. Um, Sure. Kind of touching on Tedward's last question, wanted to ask about balancing performance and range with a lot of these. You know, less than V V8 twin turbo powertrains starting to um, produce some serious horsepower uh, and getting shipped with seven, eight, or nine speed transmissions. What do you think about taking out uh, an E53 or maybe an RS3 uh, against um, the the V8 powertrains that uh, you, you guys, all have, have used uh, to,
0: with great success? I
1: spent some time in both
0: the new ones. No. Yeah.
1: So um, if you saw, if you watched any of Tedward's videos. It's a shameless plug for Tedward. Um, he took out one of our, um, um, what's
0: the matter?
5: Can you repeat the question because the live stream people can't hear. Oh, okay.
0: okay, so the, the question was just asking about balancing performance versus range and talking about <laughs> the new E53 and RS3. So,
1: so I've driven both, um, and it's like, again, Tedward just reviewed the GT53. Which I think is actually better than the E53 from a um, the hatchback style, so on and so forth. Yep. A little more aerodynamic. I've driven that car. Um, they're a little odd in the power delivery, and they're really choked out up top. Yeah, and um, those uh, are
0: all twin turbo sixes, s- twin right? Twin turbos, like four hundred and thirty horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Horse so the direction everyone's going now. Yeah,
1: the RS3 is a six. No, the no, RS3. now so that's that's the GT53. The RS3 is a five-cylinder five turbo. Yeah. So the RS3 is too small um number one it's uncomfortable um i don't think the suspension would handle fuel weight um and i do not think it is fast enough up top i think it's a it is really a stoplight burner of a car yeah so,
2: so one thing <clears throat> is you don't zero to 60 does not matter you need yeah you need top s- end 60 to 120 acceleration
1: w- which is why i think the e53 gt53 G- G- any of those variants again they're really choked up top um and I just, you need the top end. So the answer would be if you're looking to set some type of record run, um, uh, no. If you want to set a uh, a time that is formidable, you could probably make it, make it work.
0: Yeah, good answer. Awesome, thanks gang. Thank you, Rob, appreciate you. Thank you for calling. Um, okay, we're <laughs> gonna get to some of the, the questions I wanted to ask oh, <laughs> and prepared, other people wanted to ask. Yeah, prepared questions. All right. Uh, That was was some some good calls there. Um, Maybe. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. You ready for this?
1: I don't know, but it's it's coming anyway.
0: I'm literally reading from my script here now. You guys spent an inordinate amount of money on your runs. (laughs) Hope your wife isn't listening anymore. Uh,
1: she's already texted me, so she's...
0: Flying out spotters, renting them cars, building a second car, pulling out essentially all the stops short of a plane. How did you feel when you did 2557, so your fastest run, how did you feel about being two minutes short of a guy who claimed to do it solo in a rental Mustang on a shoestring budget?
1: <laughs> um, You know, it's funny. Uh, we were getting close to the portofino and look at the time like chris i'm like we got to beat a rental mustang man i'm like i'm like keep going he's like yeah but we're not gonna break i am like, I don't care it's a rental mustang come on uh, you know we, like, we, at that point we were so slap happy like we were kind of joking about it you know um fred went at a time when things were um shut down
2: yeah the beginning part of covid
1: and and how many times has fred
2: cannonballed before
1: you know uh,
0: well, fine but fred <clears throat> went the, oh okay no you're right your your fastest run was a few months later than, yeah than his yeah, yeah. yes okay All right. Yep. yep yep
2: so anyway he, so i mean as far as the money is concerned you know we know we were going to do this like once in our lives this was like a like i said a bucket list type item and i never wanted to look back and be like Oh, we came so close to the record, but you know, we, but we cheaped out here. Or, like we could have got a better radar detector, and we got pulled over. Or we could have got a faster car, and we were too slow. Or we could have had a bigger fuel cell, and like, you know, we had to do an extra <coughs> fuel stop. So I didn't want any of those things lingering in my mind. I mean, things out of my control, like whatever, like you, cost the situation, but things yeah, you can't control, it eats, it eats at you. But like whatever, uh, things that you can control, I didn't want things that were in our control to. Uh, affect the run so I figured if we're going to do this we're going to do it properly and we're going to do it the way that I had envisioned and Chris had envisioned in his head and we weren't going to you know, we're going to have as much buffer as we could to leaving it <clears> to chance. I think that's the way that I thought about it. And then also, too, like, yeah, we flew all those people out and we rented them cars, but we did it in the middle of COVID. Some of those plane tickets were like $65. Yeah. Round <laughs> so Yeah. We, you know, we put people up in Las Vegas, and there's, we have pictures of some of our spotters standing in the middle of the strip with not a car or human being to be seen yeah. around them. It was like very surreal. Flights were cheap, cars were cheap. So, like, hotels were nothing. Yeah, so they yeah. use points. Or it was it was, but yeah, he's got a ton of points. I don't go anywhere, so I don't have any points. But um you yeah, know, it it's a lot of money and a lot of logistics certainly, but it's not like if you like Google plane tickets now, <laughs> that's not the that, that's not the price. Like, it was during COVID, everything was much much cheaper. I yeah.
1: flew six people to Chicago on our second run, and I think I round trip and I think I paid $440. Round trip for all of them for six people. Yeah. That's amazing. So and the hotels were like sixty eight bucks, and I wasn't putting them up at like the Econo Lodge. Like I'm like okay, I'm like Hampton Inn. Like I don't sure these people that are taking their time for us. I'm not going to bury them, right? We you didn't them. want
0: them getting COVID from the bedsheets just because well, yeah, they of were course.
1: yeah. And then you know, um, but remember too, not only is it Chris and I, it's Matt, it's Sam, it's Safi, and you know w- the the resources were pooled amongst five people yeah. and,
2: over and over three runs. Yeah. And some of like, you know, uh, Brent tuning and Safi, they did, you know, we, we, they helped out as much as they could, certainly in a lot of the stuff. And we're very (coughs) grateful of all the time and effort and research that they put in with us. So like, it's, it wasn't just us, you know, it's not like, you know, we just stroked a, a blank check, I think. A lot of people helped out. Certainly, Matt, yeah. Matt McGovern, and yeah, McGovern I mean, Auto Group helped us out with the cars. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, Matt. Who's at the at, when
1: we first started, this Matt was not my boss, and then I made some changes professionally uh, when COVID happened, and now Matt is my boss. But he owns the auto group, and you know, the car, the what we paid for the cars were not what, you know, like someone normally would go out and pay for the cars yeah you know, it was more just like yeah go do it take care of it and then just like you know we'll buy them back and we'll send them to the auction like don't worry about it sure it, 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 but at the end of the day like we still had to pay <laughs> but, sure but we knew like okay like yeah. if we don't want to keep this car they'll take it back right you know? so it, it, right. so you you look at these things and yes one car was 60 grand and one car was 100 grand but like I I, I didn't I, I got all that money back Right, yeah. it's everything else that was the expense. Right, so,
2: right. Yeah. The prep. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. we, uh, you know, we used all the stuff from the S8. We took it out of the S8. We put it in the M5. Yeah. We had the same laser detector, radar detector. Like we didn't right. buy any new stuff. We used the same fuel cell.
0: You want to sell me an ALP cheap? Uh, right. if you want one, <laughs> yeah. It's uh. Did I show it's, you what I have my back? It's in
1: a very <laughs> uh, messy box. But like you know, Safi being the third man in on our last run, while he hooked us up setting up the s8 for sure because he's our friend coming on the last run was hey i'm gonna come and i'm gonna build the car okay cool you know so like uh-huh. from a labor standpoint we didn't have that so yes we spent a shit ton of money um but we had lots of people like Brandon Brent tuning safi matt mcgovern and all of these sponsors. some of our spots like nope i'll just pay for it I, it's the once in a lifetime thing i'm in okay, okay. <laughs> you know like i'll drive there i'll fly there we had one guy that drove from maine to utah he left a week prior to see the country You know, so just we had like, we we were super fortunate to have great friends, um, great business partners as well um, that wanted to see this through.
0: Right. And that's, that was what was invaluable to me and Arnie is we had so many people who wanted to see us succeed that they sacrificed. They came out of their own pocket. We didn't (laughs) pay any any of our spotters, but we didn't have to. They just said, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you want me? Yep. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I think that was great.
1: our thing was, you know, some of our spotters had been laid off during COVID and so on and so forth. So, the fact that we we're like, yeah, hey, we'll fly you here, we'll put you up, we'll buy you dinner, we'll rent you a car, they were like, awesome. But they probably wouldn't have been able to do that otherwise if we didn't, right? Right. So. Uh,
0: back to that question, right? So, you were two minutes shy of a guy who claimed to do it solo in a rental car. Now that Fred's run has been essentially disclaimed or disproven what's your opinion of having second place? You know, first, um, first loser. Yeah. Yes. I mean, is it better than being, if you're not first, you're last. I mean, I, <laughs> it's still, like,
1: you know, say, say what you will about, you know, Fred being able to prove it or not being able to prove it, um, whether he did it or he didn't do it. Um, you're still not first place. I mean, it's yeah. just like, I, whether I'm second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. And I think we're all, all of those. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't care. I, I don't have the record. So, it's like, I, I, I have the story, I have the experience, yeah. um, I'll be able to tell this, we're, we've been best friends forever, we'll be able to tell this for a very long time. Yeah, we'll say we finally did it, like, yeah. you know, we've been yeah.
2: talking about it since we were 16, and yeah. we finally sucked it up, and like, put our money where our mouth is, and, and I mean, as far it. as
0: average speeds go, <laughs> per run, yeah, you, yeah. Guys, you guys have everybody beat. The distance traveled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. We took the longest route to the Portofino and, and, and missed, <laughs> and and missed the record by Yeah, <laughs> Right. You have the highest average speed. Um, Kyle Miller asked, what's your go-to after a ticket? Googling lawyers for that county or something like Ticket Clinic? Ticket Clinic was completely useless. Sorry, Ed. They um, don't sponsor this show. No, that's true. <laughs> um,
1: but uh, completely useless. Um, uh, the Missouri situation, they wanted $2,000 and couldn't guarantee anything. Um, I spent a little bit of time doing research with Google and making some phone calls some people that I knew in the area. And um, I found a a great former prosecutor um, who did it for an extremely reasonable number. And, you know, I still paid, but, you know... But you whatever. got it done.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's so. that's been my experience as well. Every time I've gotten a ticket, it's been in an area that one of the services doesn't so they cover. Had, the reason
1: it was so expensive was because they had to send someone like across the state. It was right. not it wasn't because they were just trying to rip me off. It and just,
0: that doesn't usually work because they don't know anybody. Uh, right, exactly. Courts work on the good old boy system. Yeah. The prosecutor has drinks with the lawyer, they know the judge. They went they played rugby with him, whatever. Them, whatever. Right. So it's about trying to find somebody that has the hookup. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Northern versus southern route. Northern.
1: Northern. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Cooper Astro, Doug, could you talk to us about the night vision screen in the Audi? You've talked about the FLIR in the AMG, but I don't remember hearing about the Audis. Um, neither one was a FLIR. Actually, they were. Uh, it was a five X uh, thermal scope and. Uh, we used the same scope for both the Mercedes and the Audi the difference was in the Mercedes we had a really trick system with a gimbal that we could like turn it around corners and stuff in the Audi we were limited by time so we just fixed mounted it on the roof but yeah it was just a 5x thermal scope uh, I don't know that it was necessarily a game changer is a cool toy to have and brag about but um, <clears throat> yeah it, it it helped but wasn't uh, didn't get us the record so all right let's uh Let's move towards wrapping this up. We're going to do some quick hit questions that came in from Instagram. See how fast you can get through these. All right. Um, Colin McKinney, which was the hardest or easiest state to speed in and why?
1: Oh, Jesus. Hardest was Missouri. <laughs> yeah, Two tickets, right? Two <laughs> yeah, pullovers in Missouri? That's certainly the, yeah. the yeah. hardest. Uh, allegedly.
2: Allegedly. Allegedly. Whatever. Uh, it's been settled. The easiest is those midwest states at night that you just fly through in the like the middle of middle of the night. I think the time to the state plays a much bigger role than the actual state. Sure. If you go through a state at like five AM, you know, you're gonna have a lot less interference than if you're trying to go through California in the middle of the day.
0: Yeah. I think it depends. It it it's random too, because on the musketball we went through Iowa. Um you know, what states west of Iowa? Nebraska? Yeah. Nebraska was awful. Yeah,
2: was there yep. was a
0: ton of cops out. They're all running instant on K.A. They're hiding over crests. They're driving the yep. other way. They had an unmarked Camaro out at like one in the morning yeah.
1: in friggin Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like they knew we were coming.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it it depends. But, yeah, Missouri is not known for being easy to speed in. Henry Nicholas Collins asked, did you wear a mask in California?
2: Only where we had to. Yeah, I don't think we had a choice, especially on our first run. At the first run, they, like, kicked us out of the pizza joint we went to, you know, yeah. wasn't it, something like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: yeah. Remember the girl in the hazmat suit in the airport? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Full hazmat suit.
2: Yeah, well, we flew oh, back. My we goodness. had essentially a private jet blue flight yeah. from LA back to Boston, and there was a girl at the airport, like, full-on hazmat. The full hazmat suit. suit. Oh, my god. LAX was deserted. Yeah. There was nobody at LAX. Probably the safest time to be there.
0: It probably was. <laughs> I love <laughs> flying early on the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I hate it now because <laughs> I know like I know people that have flown with COVID actually, and
1: the, the, uh, the uh, federal uh, mass mandate on airplanes was not in place on our first flight back. Mm. So remember, we, we, we,
2: we took our masks off and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, I, yeah. Think, I think we did. i forgot about that. Yeah.
0: But yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, the plane no, was empty. It, was, it was better then because it was empty yeah. for sure. Uh, Luke Ferraro, did the bird live? Oh, I would
2: imagine no. absolutely the not. bird
0: that hit your air conditioning condenser or? No, no. We had a
2: bird hit the windshield right right next to where the view was So oh. we have a great video
1: of it Yeah you see the bird like I think Ted would put it in slow-mo And like you see the bird coming in and just smack <laughs> right off the windshield
0: Now if you're in a Bugatti Veyron you would have driven into a lake to avoid yeah, the bird That's a good but point yes, Yeah Yeah Uh, What is Chris Durden's, Jordan Madkins asked, what is Chris Durden's plan to beat the record that will take 200K to do? He mentioned it on Tedward's podcast. uh, That's the
2: the Porsche Turbo. Porsche
0: Turbo. That we talked about earlier. Um, How tight did everyone's sphincter pucker, almost hitting a deer at 160?
1: Uh, I don't know if there was tight. I think we were concerned
2: about what came out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there wasn't enough time to pucker. It it happened so quick that was just like, oh. That happened yeah. like you said we, we only had time to go like eh, for like a second <laughs> and it was over and actually we forgot about it until tom sent us it. like he was looking at the footage like a month later I'm like oh my
1: god it was really that yeah. close
2: <laughs> yeah another funny thing that so we had the black view <clears throat> running of us in the car and looking out the front and then the people at the command center were watching our video feed but there was like a couple second delay so we screamed and then, like, three seconds later, over the phone, we heard everyone at command center go, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Right. Because yeah, yep. they're watching it live in the car. Yeah.
0: Did you use uh, BoxCast for your live? No. no. It was just oh, the Blackview Black
1: uh, iCloud um, upload. Yeah. Which never never worked. Yeah.
0: Um, use BoxCast next time. Okay, good to know. Switchcars.com slash BoxCast oh, for wow. your free trial. Oh. But please don't go again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Ken Lynn asked, Do they love the fact that most of their spotters were down for whatever, like driving two hundred plus miles into New Mexico? Oh my god, poor Ken. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: got
2: stuck in a snowstorm, and missed his flight home.
1: Yeah, because cause Tom's like this was when Tom said to him, You don't understand what's happening right now. Like you are gonna be a part of the Headline that says the first, you know, sub one day time cross country. And Ken's like, okay, I'll keep going. And like, right. So, so he just kept going. And uh and at that point, we had like, now we were having like double and triple coverage of spotters. And it was like, so the, the the data coming back was so strong that we knew we could just rip through that area. But poor Ken, like, got to a point where he's like, all right, I'm going to miss my flight. And <laughs> it snowed yeah. in the Rockies on the way back. Yeah, yeah. we
2: missed that snowstorm by, like, 20 minutes. <coughs> yeah, That's, like, another one of those yeah. luck things. That like, if we were 20 minutes later, we would have got stuck in, yeah. like, a white-out yeah, snowstorm.
0: White yeah. snow Jeez. See, so again, it, the what-ifs on both yeah, sides. 100%, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Allen asked, why didn't you use red boat gas tanks? Couldn't find any. <laughs> you used them all. <laughs> yeah. You guys had, a, had them all. Downhill A4 just said, respect the multiple attempts. Thank you. Thanks. So do I, guys. So do I. Uh, William Duncan, what is the one thing that affects a run the most?
2: Mm. Luck. Just luck? Yeah. You need to have better luck than we had yeah just, just traffic weather yeah. and police interference <clears throat> that that those are the things that are going to impact you the most the slot machine yeah yeah basically and like, you
0: can't do anything about traffic no nope. police have become a variable that you can almost control Weather is a variable you can almost control traffic you can't you just don't know yeah. you can't
2: you don't know until you're there
0: yep uh luke ferraro what are your recommendations for police countermeasures for someone who lives in virginia move.
1: Yes. Yeah. Get out of Virginia. Waze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it. Ways, yeah. Highway Radar, something like that. I, My trick for a state where <clears throat> radar detectors are illegal is to have a cheapy radar detector on the windshield and a good one in the glove box. So if you do get pulled over and they want to confiscate it, you just happily hand over the garbage yard sale like one. The Cobra one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you have your escort unit and whatever in in the glove box. Yeah. So, I think the new uh, I've, I've never put that to the test, but
2: the new V1 G2 is supposed to be like uh, Spectre 3 like can't detect it. So, you can try
0: that. Try I, it?
2: I guess, but you're Better you're, hope. Yeah, you're risking.
0: It's like an $800 gamble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I got I I actually <coughs> I went against a uh, cop was coming the other way in Virginia on a back road and I had a, a built-in an Escort 9500 CI in the car I was driving. And so I got hit with K band and the cop was coming downhill. And I was just like, Oh crap. Cause I had forgotten to turn it off or whatever, but I didn't have the windshield mount up, but we were on back roads. I'm not going to say I ran from the cops, but I saw his brake lights. I never saw blue lights. I just saw brake lights for a long time. And I just, I got over the crest and yeah. then we got into the back roads. I'm like, this Porsche can do way better than his Caprice or, Charger, whatever it was, whatever yeah. it was I'm out of here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my wife was really confused <laughs> as to what was going on. Just, I told her just, later. Just hold on. <laughs> uh, documentary. What's the status? Status on that? Do you guys have a documentary coming out?
1: Um, Tom did. A, Tom is Tedward. I keep saying Tom. His real name's Tom. Um, but he has all the footage and is working on it.
0: Cool.
2: You should. Uh, you should post in every one of his videos on YouTube when the document. <laughs> yeah.
1: If everyone does that, he'll work on a faster. Yeah, so right.
0: Absolutely. Right. Uh, uh, Rye car, Rhode Island car photos ass trying to go for it again. There's no plan. There's no plan. Yeah. That's
1: like I say, never say never, but there's no plan. Right.
0: So. That's what we always say too. And who knows? Who knows? So um,
1: my, my priorities are a little different now than they were then so.
0: yeah you have a kid i have a six month old so yeah we, you know yep your wife's priorities are a little different yeah as and, well. and
1: i don't think i think if it came down to it and there was a a plan and and she uh, saw it and said okay i think you can do it i think she would support me begrudgingly but at this stage right now i just don't think it's fair to her and mila
0: right so. Yeah. I think
2: the, my wife is sick of hearing about cannonball at this point. She's I don't think she wanted me to do it just because she doesn't want to hear about it. For yeah. Another, like a year of planning and
0: it's hard to justify yeah. planning to go now. There's yeah. there's no compelling reason. Yeah, there's no advantage. There's yeah. no yeah. No. It's yeah. Um all right. Thank you guys um for driving out from Boston. Yeah. For Thanks being for on Thanks for um, us, yeah. thank you for the competition. Thank you for the humility in the spite of me and uh, well just not me and Arnie just me poking you guys incessantly (laughs) about not having the record I still have that brick
2: you gave us by the way oh
0: yes so they came out for the quote unquote award (coughs) ceremony and this is before their M5 run and I gave them a brick to put on their accelerator pedal because I said they just needed to drive faster that was their (laughs) problem and then they almost go out and smoke our record so yeah he uh,
1: he brought them did you bring the brick with you You brought the brick with us on the M5. I
2: did. I wanted a a picture of the brick in front of the Portafio side. He brought it with him. It was
1: in the (laughs) trunk. We brought that extra weight. He so wanted to be like, hey, Doug. Yeah, I did.
0: uh, All you would have had to do was text me that picture, and I just would have been like, shh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was he. He comes walking out of his apartment. I'm like I got it. I got the brick. I'm like, oh, that's great. Uh, then I had to fly that home that with the damn thing. it the airport. Yeah. Which we should have stupidly. We should have left in the car because we shipped the car home. Yeah. Whatever. Oh uh, my
0: goodness. But now
2: it's on. Uh, it's in my garage yeah. and as uh, memento.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you guys. Um, to put this in perspective for the people listening and watching, right? So. They're the second fastest. They don't have a record, but they went ridiculously fast. So if you and your family decided to leave New York and drive to California at a normal pace, stop for gas, a couple Cracker Barrel stops, and let's say you only stopped one night in a hotel in almost 3,000 miles, which nobody does. But let's just say you ate at Cracker Barrel twice and stopped one night at a hotel. If these guys had left New York, and Arnie and I were sitting in New York, and we did not leave until they got to the Pacific Ocean, and then we had left New York, we still would beat your family to the Pacific Ocean. It's true. That is how fast we've all done this. So record or not, kudos and congratulations for breaking all sorts of ridiculous laws for no good reason at all. (laughs) Uh Durden Benvey, thank you for being on the show. Um how can people find you or get in contact with you or follow your shenanigans on the in- in- intrawebs?
2: Um I'm on
0: Instagram, Christoph nine thousand C R I S T
2: O V 0 zero. Zero
0: zero. 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 zero.
2: <laughs> only only three zeros. Yeah only three zeros. Um, I'm C
1: V 11, uh, on Instagram. I don't really do the Facebook. I pretty much only have one just so like, you know, I can, uh, do car related things. Uh, so if you try to friend me there, I probably will decline you if I don't know you. <laughs> um, I'm also on LinkedIn and then my office is at, um, at Boston Motorsports uh, in Boston where mm-hmm. there's a, uh, if you ever, if you're in the Boston area and you want to just see some cool cars, um, we always have at least. 30 exotic cars and check it out
0: yeah if you need a patent or copyright attorney look up durden yeah i feel like we're, we're remiss for not at least mentioning that you're wearing an uh, RS, RS2, rs2 avant t-shirt. on your t-shirt <laughs> i had an rs2 avant that was a killer wagon it's one of my dream cars eventually, yeah someday yeah you should get one uh speaking of wagons mm. wagons are the subject of our props and flops for this week uh so the flop of the week goes to mercedes as much as i love them uh, Mercedes allegedly plans to cancel production of all station wagons by 2030. Oh, that's a shame. But it is a shame. But let's be honest, the wagon has all but disappeared already as Subaru Outback wagons have morphed into almost Hummers. But it is disappointing that one of the stalwart brands to continue the wagon le- legacy is caving. To the soccer moms and essentially just legitimate lack of divan. But they demand. will build more G
1: wagons eventually. They
0: will build more G wagons. Yeah. Not a real wagon, but uh, yeah. Going to crossovers and EVs and all that crap. So I guess everybody has jumped off of that bandwagon. Prop of the week <laughs> goes to another wagon. So uh, I think it was Bonham's auction in Paris. <coughs> sold a mercedes c63 estate the 6.2 liter v8 man that would be a great cannonball car wouldn't get very good gas mileage but it would be fun you could put a lot of fuel in the back and it would be a great family family wagon anyway we we didn't get them in the u.s but michael schumacher's company car gifted to him by mercedes a 63 three wagon sold at Bonhams last week. The <laughs> estimate was over 100000 bucks, and it sold for a measly thirty-one grand. That's insane. So the wow. article <clears throat> about this literally used the word flop. But this is my prop of the week because somebody got a great deal. Absolutely. And anybody getting any kind of car deal in this economy <clears throat> gets major props because somebody snapped that up. I tell you what, if that was here in the US, it wouldn't have been a good, as good of a deal because I would have been bidding against them to probably replace our shop wagon yeah. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you would have been second place oh,
5: <laughs> oh. Yeah. awesome
0: Ouch. anyway thank you all for joining mm. us for watching the show thank you Chris and Chris for being here yeah, thank you right. to the rest of your uh, the rest of your team who isn't here but is you know gotten you guys to where you are thanks Doug um, yes Thank you for my notes, for not being in the right order, so I don't know what I'm supposed to say right now. Yes. Love live shows. Thank you to our sponsors, BoxCast, SwitchCars, Celebrity Machines, and Stephen Holm Woodworking. Thank you to our producer and call screener, Ethan Huffnagel. Our bumper music was provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream their full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available Friday in audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday at 8pm and we'll look forward to answering your automotive questions to help you on the drive of your life.